Channel 4 Studios in Dallas and Fort Worth. This is News 4 Texas at 6. Well, the people in Minnesota sure feel like they've been victims of crime. We have stolen their hockey team. Hello and welcome to the Norm Green Still Sucks podcast. This podcast will go into detail the Norm Green curse and Minnesota sports failures since 1992. Let's get to the episode. Welcome back to the Norm Green Still Sucks podcast. I am your host, Jay Rhodes. Once again, join my co-host, Froves. Froves, what's up? <laughs> How's everybody doing? Yeah, <laughs> good day, good day. You, know. you guys remember those commercials? What's up? <laughs> Or else the spinoff one. What's happening? Not <laughs> with you. <laughs> yeah, I, I liked those. I, I definitely like the what's up better than the, what's happening. <laughs> <laughs> but the what's oh. happening is just funny because of the what's up. So yeah, yeah, exactly. Because it's just completely making fun of that one. Right. So you know, yeah. what makes it right now. I am watching football live right now on TV. It's not uh, much, but it's football nonetheless. I am also watching it. Which game are you currently watching? I am watching the Ravens and the Cardinals on Fox. All right. How's that one going? I'm, oh, that's what I'm watching. Never mind. Did you there watch you Bengals, Giants, or did you see any of it? I saw a little bit of it, but not much. Um, I think I had the – I can't remember. It was, just, it was background noise. Like These preseason games are worthless. Like I, I'm really, really upset because I like football and don't get me wrong. Watching any football is better than no football, like Canadian football, XFL, USFL. I don't care. That's better than no football, but man, it's close. These preseason games are close to no football. Well, and it's, I don't know if it's the three game thing that's really screwing it up. Um, I'd like to, I mean, I'd love to hear our listeners take on this, but I kind of think moving it to three games, it gave the coaches a little bit more. They don't have enough time to evaluate their young talent in three. So what they're doing is they're stuffing the young talent in, just giving all the old talent days off. And also with only three games, teams are picking and choosing when they're going to put their, their starters in. And they're going against like second stringers, like Bill's Broncos yesterday. Like you had Josh Allen in the starting Bill's offense going against the second string Broncos defense. Like what who who cares? <laughs> yep. like, and that's if they even start them. Like there's teams that their starters won't even see the field until week one. Yeah, I want to talk about that yesterday. <laughs> yeah, uh, let's 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 let everybody know um that me and Froves and my family were all at the Vikings preseason two game against the San Francisco 49ers. And we had the chance of seeing Jimmy G, Trey Lance, Kirk Cousins, and neither one of those quarterbacks were on the field. Jimmy G didn't actually even show up to the stadium. He wasn't even in Minnesota. So if that tells you something right there, they were going strictly third and fourth offense against third and fourth offense. Well, second and third offense for Minnesota, but it's all third offense. We don't have a second offense, I don't think. 
Trey Lance has barely dipped his toe in the NFL, and they're already got him in sweats, like not playing game two. Like, yes. what the hell? That's what that makes me concerned about it, too. It's like this could be the death of the preseason because especially since they added that 17th game, like I don't think – like they're going to – they're gonna. it's it's part of the game for them to, you know, evaluate talents and see who they can keep on their roster. But I don't think three games is needed to figure out if you need to keep – this tight end or the other tight end. I think they can figure it out in training camp. Well, they do these joint practices right now. Like, I mean, I guess the joint practice is basically preseason game two now, because that's when it's starter on starter. So like, it's almost like, what's the point in a way? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, they sell tickets and they sell, you know, whatever, but um, you don't get much of a product on the field. And I think it's, uh, it's kind of upsetting, especially if you have people that, like, I mean, maybe our only game to go to this year. Wasn't like us. Yeah, exactly. Well, I'm going to try to make it to another game. And I got the Buffalo game coming up. But, uh, but it's yeah. Only, it's very possibly the only Vikings game you'll see this year. Maybe another one, but possibly this might be. At the home. Game. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. 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 And away I'll be one. I'll have one. Just craziness, man. Yeah, for sure. Um, we, could, we could probably do a whole show on ticket prices and how that works, but oh yeah, the NFL is price gouging like crazy, and they don't care if they have twenty-two games; they'll still charge a buttload of money for tickets. No, they don't care about fans getting out to the games. They care about rich fans getting out to the games. Yep. Well, because they'd actually want more people watching TV, so they get these huge TV contracts, anyways. So I think the higher ticket prices are actually to keep people from coming to the games, so they can get higher viewership on TV and get these huge contracts with Fox and NBC and whatever ESPN. Yeah. It's a little ridiculous, but it, and I don't know, do you know this? Cause I'm going to throw us bank stadium on blast here for a second. <laughs> but first I want to know, do you know, like, remember when the Atlanta Falcons opened their brand new stadium, how they promised to have like, uh, basically reasonable prices. And they have like set like for hot dogs, beer, like some of the, like the standard items. Yep. Do they still have that? At US Bank? No, at uh at Mercedes Benz in Atlanta. I don't Atlanta know. Atlanta was the one who said that yeah. they were gonna do that. I don't know if they still have it. I would think that they would. I don't think they would go away from that. Like I think if it started out, I think it would stay um for the thing. Kind of like Target Field has that uh you know cheap section or the cheap concessions they have one concessions that's you know five dollar beers two dollar hot dogs two dollar nachos stuff like that so it's like family friendly right Got and then other places too like baseball is great because there's so many games but like baseball does the all-inclusive tickets where it's 25 dollars and it's all you can eat and drink and you're up in the you know grandstand but still yeah it's not usually beers on those but no 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 you get you get uh like drinks, whatever fountain drinks. But if you have four kids, you know, you're going out as a family. That's an easy way to not spend a thousand dollars for a game. Right. Well, whereas the NFL, you'd probably, that's probably what you touch for a family of five. Unless you go to Atlanta Falcons game in Atlanta. Correct. From yeah. My understanding. So, yeah. And that's, that's why, why can Atlanta do it? But none of these other damn teams can get it done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. It's like you're making enough for the tickets and for the merchandise and for the, I mean, hell, even the people coming in have to pay to, you know, sell their products there. So it's like, you know, charge them a little bit less and they can charge their prices down or, 
you know, do like, I don't know. And I, I'm pretty sure that us bank does volunteer for concessions and nonprofits for concessions, but like if they're nonprofits and stuff like that, then you should be able to lower your prices. Yeah. And so what, what triggers this everybody because we were at the stadium yesterday is $10 per beer. Like, and that's just the beer. The food was crazy expensive. Um, I know that I'm pretty sure choir because I do know that this stuff is expensive at these places, but this is just starting to get out of hand. Like I would have expected $9 for a beer, but we went over $9 like for a domestic, like it, what's normally a cheap domestic and like food prices were insane for like the, what should be cheap food, like chicken strips and fries. Yeah. 12, um, $12. Yeah. Yeah. Like what are we doing? Like you can get, better chicken strips and fries at freaking quick trip like <laughs> what are they doing like it's it's so outrageous the price gouging like and I, i've seen it before but it seems like it gets worse every year and i know obviously inflation everything's up this year but this is just getting out of hand like yeah you don't have to charge that i know you don't and the owners are still billionaires the teams are still making millions and billions of dollars like they're fine like they don't have to charge twelve dollars for chicken strips. They well, don't. <laughs> I, I looked up, so I could go to Total Wine and get a half barrel of Miller Lite for one hundred nineteen dollars. There's no way I have to sell, sell that at ten bucks a beer. Like, oh, for sure not. Like, and and it, they're and it's not five bucks a beer and good. They're not paying that much either because they're going like through a distributor and they're getting a lot. Like, the, just think how much beer. U.S. Bank Stadium buys from Miller Coors a lot. So they're oh, getting yeah. probably, you know, 20, uh, 20 cents on the dollar for what you pay for it yourself at Total Wine. Well, and they're even the sponsors of yeah. Yeah. the state. Like, I hate, it's just ridiculous. <laughs> yes, that's my little rant on stadium prices because, yes, baseball is the best. I know hockey's gotten a little out of yeah. hand, too. Um Hockey actually used to be the worst, and now I think the NFL's passed them. But as a positive note, U.S. Bank Stadium is still a badass stadium, and it's still super cool to watch football. And these early games, before it starts getting into winter and it's Minnesota, when they have the doors open and the sun shining in, you can feel the humidity and the heat, and it's like you're feeling like it's an outdoor game, but you're still covered from all the elements. I think it's a really cool experience to be there. Oh, yeah, don't get me wrong. Me bitching about, like... That's more of an NFL, but also U.S. Bank Stadium type uh, situation. But that's just a pricing situation. That stadium is beautiful. Awesome place to watch a game. Like you said, you can't be indoors and feel outdoors like you can there. It's so cool. It is so cool. And then, like, so this one wasn't really like that because it was really warm out. But one that we went to last year, it was preseason three. And it ended up being like kind of cold that night. So like the breeze was blowing in, like during the evening, you're like, Ooh, I'm kind of getting kind of cold out right now. It, feel, it felt like football. It felt like going to like a high school football game. So it was really cool. You know, what stadium I bet is dope. Like I've not been to yet, but I will make a trip to at some point. SoFi. Yeah. And I plan on going there for the Olympics or something. That's so cool. Cause it's like, it's like an outdoor plaza, but then it's like, got like, it almost reminds me of like a, like a big top, like a circus tent type yeah. of thing. It's an outdoor stadium with yeah. like a cover. 
Yeah, with like a tarp. <laughs> with like a, a solid metal tarp. Yeah, it's weird. Like, it's... Yeah. Yeah, yeah, if it, it wasn't so... If SoFi wasn't so expensive for Super Bowl, that would be a Super Bowl that I'd want to go to. Yeah, I'm thinking about going to the Olympics. I don't know if you're thinking about going to the Olympics, but I definitely think that would be a cool trip and SoFi is where part of it's at, so... <laughs> I think it would be have to be because like... Even, you know, it's going to be expensive, but it's not going to be expensive as, like, flying to Japan for it. Right, right. You know, you, you, you take that into factor and you're like, okay, I'm already up $2,500 than what I would have spent to fly somewhere, you know, across the world. Yeah, no, I agree 100%. I've always wanted to go to the Olympics. Why not go to mm-hmm. L.A.? Like, that'd be a fantastic place to go. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, I wish it'd be Winter Olympics, but, you know beggars can't be choosers i like them both i just i love yeah. the olympics so oh for sure but it's just like the cool like it's just like bobsled would be really cool to see live and you know just random thing i mean skeleton would be awesome and like all the x Games stuff would be cool to see right right you know, swimming of course swimming is just epic so i'm gonna slightly pivot here because I just noticed something watching this Cardinals game yep. as we were talking football. Um, I wanted to talk alternate helmets because the Cardinals are wearing an alternate helmet tonight. That was my next talking point. Good job. Yeah, perfect. Like, <laughs> let's go through the alternate helmets and let's, let's rate them what we think. From one to ten being awesome, one to being crap shit that we wouldn't wear. Are you? Do you have a list of the alternates? I know of them, but I can't. I don't have them offhand. So, you know, I had a picture, but it's not all of them because it didn't even have the Cardinals. But let's start with the Cardinals since we have them on television right now. While I look, okay. so you get the Cardinals first. Okay. What do you think? So, so the Cardinals one to ten, ten being the best, one being the worst. I'm gonna give them a solid seven. I like the design. I like the fact that it's like, so like the, the Cardinal isn't just a flat Cardinal. It's like kind of a metallic Cardinal. It kind of blends in. It's kind of got like a fade to it. Black helmets, black helmets are always sick no matter what. Like I love black helmets, especially for Arizona. It just seems like it's like a, I don't know, black just fits with Arizona teams because it's almost like the desert sky or like the desert sunset or, you know, at night or whatnot. The black jerseys are sweet. Um, white pants with the black stripes works together. There's nothing in here that looks bad or clashes with this like complete uniform setup. They do a look, look a little bit like the Falcons, but not that much because the Falcons are a completely abomination on their own right now for jerseys and helmets. But I like it. I like uh, the Cardinals. Yeah. And see, I am actually going to disagree. I thought I was going to like the Cardinals until I saw it on the field. And now seeing it on the field, I don't like it. I don't care for it at all. Um, I would rather them because what's their their typical is white, correct? Yeah, they have white and red. So their their Wait, helmet, so their three helmet, helmets. Their, no, no, their helmet is white, right? But their jersey right. selection, they're white and red. Yeah. So, god damn, this site is taking forever to load. Um, <laughs> I would have rather them go with a red helmet than yeah, the black. Could, like, yeah. I, I don't care for the black. Like, I so, so like. A, you would want like a color rush all red, maybe. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah. I think that would have been yeah. cooler. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But yeah, I give them like I actually like going into the season before I saw them actually playing in them, I would have given them a seven. But seeing them on the field, I'm gonna give them a four. I actually just don't care for them. I really don't. Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> Sorry, Arizona. You know I love you guys, but I, I just can't jump into that. that That's corner. fair. That's fair enough. And you know I like that team, so it's not a. Well, and you are, I know for sure you are a fan of any alternates at all because you're a college uh, football fan. And any more like jerseys and helmet combination we can get, the better. Dude, I'm an Oregon Ducks fan. Like, we don't have the same jersey ever. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. The same you helmets can, ever. You like, guys one jersey and then it's like, okay, let's go back to the uh, drawing board. Yeah, like, we have a different helmet every week. Like, it's. So, no, you're definitely right. I definitely I dig the – that's why I like having this segment is because I want to know both of our thoughts on some of these alternates because some are cool and some of them, quite frankly, lay flat with me. But Yeah, I think I'm going to have to pull these up too because I want to see them when they come up. Yeah, that's a good idea. Pull them up. Um, I'm gonna, I'll ask you while you're pulling them up – or actually, I'll start on this one um, while you're pulling them up just so you have time to pull them up. Yeah, but I know what you're gonna say on this one. Cincinnati Bengals. I I'm hesitant to give anything a ten, but the Cincinnati Bengals alternate for me is a ten. Going with the all white, with the Bengals stripes and like the uh, the all white uniforms that they can wear it with. It's like all white. It's the all white uniforms are already cool. I already loved that. Add this all white helmet to it. It's slick, man. I, it, I, it, like I said, I don't want to give anything a ten. It's just not my style. But man, if I was gonna give a ten, it would be this helmet. Like this is a sweet ass helmet. And Rhodes is not that easy to bring these up, to be honest with you. So <laughs> yeah, right. Well, I'm still trying to get my uh, my other computer to load up, so it's gonna be a little bit. But Cincinnati, um, <laughs> dude, I I have to do it with you. Ten. They are absolutely perfect. So not only the fact is it completely different than what they have before. It's a full color rush uniform. So it's full, just white and black. It is everything matches. Everything goes perfect together. It also has the design of a white tiger. So it's even better because they're the Bengals. They have the Bengals that are orange and black. It's the right color scheme. It's not like, they have black helmets with orange stripes. It's like, well, that's not a bangle. A bangle has black stripes. You know, you can get into the whole, you know, do leopards have black spots or yellow spots or whatever you want to go with. But it is with the white helmets, white pants, white jerseys, and the black stripes, it seems to fit perfect with the Bengals type of persona. And it's just, it, they look good together. They, I don't know. It's like you said, it's, it's hard to give somebody a 10 because it's like, there's no perfect combination, but this is if there ever was a ten, this would get a ten. Yep, that's what I'm saying. Like it's it's as close as a ten as I could ever give. I get nine point nine or something. Like yeah, because there might be someone out there who can do better, but right now I, I don't think anyone can nail it harder than that one. So yeah. So we went out with a bang on that one because we went with uh, the Cardinals, which was a situation between us and. Uh, then we went straight to the Bengals, so now you know where the bar is set with the Bengals. Yep. Um, their helmet is the bar. Now we're going to go to one I know that we both are going to 
probably rip this one a little bit. <laughs> um, the Giants. Giants. Okay. Do you want me to go first on this one then? Yeah, go for it. You know, it looks like. Okay. So this is the dark blue with the Giants load, load wording in the cross, right? Yep. Yep. The, the, the Lawrence Taylor. The yep, Lawrence the Taylor look. Mask. Yep. All about it. I am all about this. This is an eight. This is an eight for me. This is old school. And not only that, but when you when you look at it with the uniforms that they have, they're going with the old school um, 90s look with Lawrence Taylor and the what I think is actually the Giants, like the G-Men, the you know uh, design. I'm giving it a eight. I like the old school look. I like the Lawrence Taylor um, throwback to it. I like the white face masks. White face masks are... I don't think are used enough nowadays. Um, and I know why, because they get beat up and they have to change them out a lot, but it's still just an old school look to it. So I like the Giants. And and it goes back to the days of Little Giants, which is an awesome movie, and Icebox is Queen. Yeah, I I'm definitely on your train, but not as hard on your train. I give a six. It's still on the positive end. Um I do like, I think the best part is the white face mask, to be honest mm -hmm. with you. And the dark blue, but I don't, I've never cared for that Giants helmet. So it, it's, it is classic, like the Giants logo. And I do like classics, but eh, this one's not quite doing it for me. But I don't know. It just is what it is for me. I give it <laughs> yep. a six. It's just not quite there for me. I, it doesn't blow me out of the water. It doesn't make me excited to see it. Like, so. I don't know. Not a big deal to me on that one. All right. That makes sense. Okay. All right. Well, what do we got next? We got the Atlanta Falcons with that all red. Okay. I think I know what that one is. Yeah. Okay. I got that one. Go ahead and I'll first. Yeah. I, I'm going to say I'm going to give it a seven. I like it. I think it's uh, – I honestly hate their black helmets anyways, so it's kind of a nice shakeup. Um, with the jerseys they'll likely be wearing with it, um, I think it'll look pretty sweet. Like, So uh, this is what I like. This is one I – it's not – like I said, the Bengals set the bar really high, but this is one I really like. This is a seven for me. Okay, so Atlanta um... – I gotta go a little bit lower. I don't. I don't like it that much. I, I'm gonna give it a six, um, which is actually the lowest I've given it, which is surprising so far. Um, I don't know. I don't think they've like the way that Atlanta's been. Like even when they came out with those those black like, what do you want to say? Like the they kind of like faded. Like they were a faded black jersey that they came out with like a couple years ago for their their whatever dark jersey. I figured they were going to actually do something a little bit more risky, like a little bit more like Atlanta would do. Like they'd have the ATL or they do, you know, something like that, or, you know, the dirty bird thing or anything like that. But I mean, I think they kind of played it safe. So I'm really not, not much of a fan of what Atlanta did. They did play it safe. And like, and let me say it like, just for the record, all these NFL teams play it safe. Oh, for sure. They either went with a, a retro that they knew was going to work or they're just like, let's just give a black helmet. That's all these teams did. Yeah. Because, if you look at everybody. Because you could have did that, like redid that Falcons logo on that helmet to make the Falcon huge, like taking mm -hmm. over half the helmet and made it red. And yep. that would have been sweet. But 
Yeah, it's simple. I do like it, though. I think it's better. I think the reason I like it is because I dislike their current one so much. So I <laughs> yep. maybe that helps, I guess. But, all right. That's the lamp. That's where we're at there. Yep. Next one I know you have an opinion on. And I'm sure you've seen it. The uh, Chicago Bears. Chicago Bears. Okay. While you're doing that, I'll, I'll give my evaluation on it. Um, NFC North team. I hate to see NFC North teams. Uh, me say anything nice about any of them. I like this. Um, I actually think their other their normal helmet is this. This is a Lamp Falcons thing again. It's one of those things that I hate your normal helmet. So this alternate is like it's better. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> I mean, I like the orange. Um, it, I guess I'd give it gosh what what did I give the Falcons? I gave them a seven. I th- yeah, think I gave so. them a seven. Yeah, I yeah, gave them a seven. Yeah, I'll give Chicago a seven too. It's that's where I'm at with that. I think and I'd be almost tempted to give it an eight because it looks really cool. But I don't know how it's gonna work with like I don't know how their jerseys are gonna work with it. But I do like their their regular helmets suck. So yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. So I got it now. I'm going to give Chicago a six only because of the fact of this is what their uniform uh, layout looks like when they, when they tweeted on it. So it's going to be the orange helmet, uh-huh. a, a new orange Jersey with blue stripes and white lettering. And okay. then the traditional white pants with blue and orange stripe and then blue socks. They need to go orange, man. If you're going to go orange, go orange. Yeah, but now you're talking about the whole uniform, though. Like the helmet. I mean, yeah, I guess I mean, Alexa's going off now. <laughs> yeah, she she wants to know about oranges. <laughs> but like, we're right in the helmet. Like, yeah, I know we gotta kind of think of the ensemble, but we're not checking. Well, then maybe they so. need they need some blue. They need dark. They don't need light pants with this. Then maybe blue pants would look a little bit better because they got a blue cage. Just the helmet itself, that's a cool-looking helmet versus yeah. what their current helmet is, is a boring-ass helmet. For sure. Orange but, is cool. So. Okay. All right. I am caught up. I can find almost all the teams now right here in one shot. Orange is cool unless you're the Browns. Yep. Exactly. Because then it's just orange. Then you're wearing orange and you're the Browns. Okay. You get to go yeah. first on this one since I went first in the last two. Okay. Um, and you should be able to find it quickly. Uh, and you should probably, I'm assuming, hate it. Uh, New Orleans Saints. New Orleans. The New Orleans stupid Saints have this. <sighs> I want to hate it, but I, I don't know. Like, it's... it's unique. I'll give them, they, they tried something different. Um, they put the same logo on the helmet, whatever. It's a black helmet. Cool. That's the easy out. The fleur de lis in the center stripe that goes to the back is cool, but why they made it into a triangle in the back, I have no idea. Like it's, it just doesn't, it just, just ends. It has no reason, rhyme or reason on what it's doing for a shape. It doesn't follow anything of the helmet. It doesn't follow anything in the logo. Um, I think it's cool they put all the little little fleur de lis in there. That's that's different, but uh, it's nothing special. I'll give it a six. 
So I have a very interesting take on this. At least I find it interesting. We'll see if you and the fans think it's interesting, all 12 of them. Shout out to Pakistan. Um, <laughs> I think I'm going to rate it a four. Ooh. The reason why I'm going to rate it that low, though, is because this is supposed to be an alternate helmet. It's supposed to be like something special. This should be their normal helmet. Like, yeah. why wouldn't you just normally do this? Like, normal helmets have a stripe. A lot of them do. Like, why don't you just always do this? Like, this should this should just be what you're supposed to be doing in the first damn place. Yep. So, as an alternate helmet, I want something really different, like something cool. It's not mm-hmm. really different. You just put a stripe with your uh, with the the logo in it. Like, I mean, it's cool as your normal helmet, but it would be have to be your normal helmet like it's so that's why it's a four as an alternate helmet yeah i mean because they have a they have a gold helmet so it's not like they have a black helmet and they just put a stripe on it so they still change the colors but with all these other teams press me yeah well black is safe black is the safest alternate thing you can ever come up with because it's like everybody could have a black helmet yeah the saints like half the time people don't even remember that they have gold helmets okay how fancy would it be if it was white and gold that would be kind of cool. Like go like straight out like Mardi Gras type of thing and have it just all white. Have white helmet, gold stripe, gold logo, gold face mask, and then have a gold jersey. Oh, I Man, they missed it. They, yeah, missed, they, out. they missed out. Oh, that would have been cool. I would have liked that. Yeah, I'm not a fan of this. Like as an alternate, like I said, this should be their normal helmet, to be honest yeah. with you. But yeah. I like that they put the numbers on the back of the helmet. That's something that's been missing for a long time in the NFL. And I yeah. like it. I, I like just another point of just being able to tell who this person is because the NFL has been very good at like making players unknown because of course they wear helmets. So um, the putting the numbers on the back of the helmets is a cool thing that I like. It's old school. It's, it's like when you, you know, you're in high school football and you get your helmet, and you get to put your number on it. It's, it's a fun thing to do. I am so happy you say that, Road Dog, because I'm going to be very interested down the line as we go in this because there's a certain helmet I'm going to be curious as to what <laughs> you're going to say about. And that comment, you're going to have to back up. So, yep, for we'll sure. See. Yep. <laughs> All right. Um, moving on, unless you got more to say about the, the Saints helmets, but I think I'm nope. there. I'm good. I'm good with the Saints. All right. Carolina Panthers. Carolina. I'm going to start on this one. Yeah, because I can't find them right now. Yeah, that's fine. I'm going to go with... Got them. I'm going with an eight on this one. I know it's simple as far as the all blacked out, but it's cool. It's almost like a shadow figure on the damn helmet. Like, this is a cool helmet to me. (laughs) Like, This is the alternate I'm looking for. Something like this. This is something like just fierce. Like, I I love this helmet. So, yeah, this is def- this is an eight for me. So, highly rated for me. Now I'm waiting for you to really slap it down because they just use black. <laughs> okay. So, here's the thing. I'm going to go with an eight also. And the reason is not because they just use black. But this looks like a matte black. This does not look like a, like a glossy, normal black. It's definitely got some matte in it, which I'm always pretty wanting to see the logo like you said is amazing because it's like a silhouette logo same thing as uh 
as the Cardinals have. It's not their like full logo. It's not like they just put like a you know white border decal on the helmet and just said this is our this is our logo. So that's what it's going to be on every helmet. Um, it's really unique. It might it might be painted on the helmet. I don't know. I can't tell from no. It doesn't look like it. It looks like this is still a little decal, which makes sense because they change out those helmets so much. Um, the blue stripes on the front are cool. Um, the, I wish the, the bumpers, the front and back bumpers would have been either blue or black and not white. Um, I really, I really don't like any of the white on there. Like the, of course the players aren't going to have white chin straps on it. They'll have whatever chin straps they want because they pick those themselves, but the white bumpers kind of throws it off a little bit. Otherwise I'd be even higher on this helmet, but it's a solid eight. Yeah, I think the biggest thing with this one is that logo. Like, so it, and I'm looking at a picture that shows their current helmet and this alternate. Yep. And like the Panthers in black on a silver surface. So it's like, like the Panthers black on it. But then you go to the black helmet and you just have the blue lines outlining the Panther. Yeah, it looks like it's actually like into it like it's part of the helmet yeah it's cool mm-hmm. like it's yeah i like that one i think the carolina panthers did a good job normally like just switching to black is like the easy out but no they did it so well like yeah i like that one all right i think this is gonna be an interesting one to see what you rate it as texans the texans where are we at? Houston, Houston, Houston. We have a problem. Hold the line. There's that one. There's that one. Okay. Houston Texans. This is the battle red alternate, right? That's correct. Yeah. Um, I like the helmet. I like the color of the helmet. It reminds me of like, it, it's got like that, like, candy apple red or like an old like old car kind of like gloss to it where it's not like a flat red it's not like any normal red that you've seen on helmets it looks like it's a little bit more like pearl to it or something like that and the photo that i have it shows somebody wearing a red uh face mask also which looks really cool Uh, visor a red visor looks really cool with it the only thing that i don't like about it is they just slap their normal logo on it white outline houston texans logo white bumpers white everything else it's like you were so great with the with the helmet and then you decided to just be lazy on the rest of the design so i gotta go with a six for houston yeah i'm actually gonna match you on this i'm gonna say a six as well um well when did i get the cardinals i get the cardinals a four right i hope i did i don't remember Whatever, this is better than the Cardinals, but it's worse than a lot of the other teams. Like, I, so I'm going six on this. Um, that I love the red. I I agree with you that the logo especially is... I mean, I don't know what else they could have done. I mean, maybe there's something else they probably could have done. But I do like the red and the red face masks from what... Pictures I'm looking at, they're going to be red face masks, which is pretty sweet. So I think it's cool, um, but it's it's nothing too exciting. So I'm I'm going with the six. So 
Yeah, I don't think they have a secondary logo. I'm trying to look right now. I don't and think it's just like do. it's just wordmark is their secondary logo. I but that's where like their PR department needs to come up with one. Like, couldn't they have like the state of Texas with like their actual main logo? Like, so they could have a state of Texas like on their helmet with and maybe I'm gonna get a job with PR for them because it's <laughs> such a good idea. But you could have like the state of Texas on the side and then have like their actual logo kind of like what you'd have as a star where your state is or where your city is. I know so, exactly what you're talking about. Um, So I think that's, Oh, what, what am I looking at? I, I know exactly. I, I'm picturing the design you have and I know that it's, it's very close to somebody else's. But if but it I, had their logo as the spot where they are in Texas, their logo, their Texans logo. Yeah. Like, as the spot where Austin is. I think they play in Austin. I hope they play in Austin. They're Houston. No, Houston, sorry. Yeah. Um, yeah, I could totally see that. I mean, and even just like rebranded just for this helmet, like you could put the other teams are, they're not making it their exact logo. They're not copying and pasting their logo onto the helmet. So you can do something a little different. You can just, you can just put blue on there if you wanted. You don't have to have the red. You could put a blue outline around the other side and not have the stupid white outline that's not needed. Yeah. And I think that's definitely uh, what we're seeing as a theme because we brought it up on multiple helmets now that they're, there's no, they could have done more with the logos on these things. Like the slot, just color scheme changing. Yep. So that's, that's how I feel about that one. I'd, I'd give it a seven. Cause I do think it is really nice, but yeah. I know I gave it six, didn't I? Well, whatever. It's yeah, there. It's six and a half. <laughs> yeah, it's exactly. Um, Patriots. Okay, Patriots. I'll go first on this one. Okay. Um, of course they took the easy way out by going with the retro um, helmets. They've actually, have, they've used these helmets before, right? Or they? Something... I know they've used the jerseys. They've, used, they've used something similar to this helmet. There are differences. Yeah. Well, because I don't think they've had they've they've been able to use the white helmet. I think they have used the white. Well, maybe they haven't actually. No, because it's because the rules that they can only have one helmet and it can only be one color. Um. But I actually do see. No, they've used the white helmets. I feel like. I see pictures of Tom Brady in this old. In this exact setup. So, but like, if you look at the new helmet that they're, I've seen Randy Moss with it too. Yeah. But so Randy, Randy Moss with the white helmet with the Patriot hiking the football. But look at the um, subtleties. So the subtleties on the new one, or like the the re- the extra one, is that the person on the side is bigger. Yep. And I believe the stripes are different. The stripes are different. They added a blue stripe to the middle. Right. Um, it was just white stripes before that. They've added a lot of blue to the logo too. Yeah, um, so it, it's a, it is different. It, it is similar to what they've done, but it's yep. different. They retro yep. like they've retrofitted it if you want to. <laughs> yeah, mean, they are using the same jerseys and pants though. I see that. That's the exact yep. same setup. Yep. But we're not um, rating jerseys and pants tonight. We're no, rating helmets. But, okay, so the reason that I am rating jerseys and helmets together in all of these is because. They took the easy route 
by creating a helmet that already matches with one of their previous jerseys they've worn. So they're not like having to make an alternate jersey with it type of thing to go with the helmets. They're just basically, they have their jerseys. They're just going to make a helmet to fit that one. I like it. I like the design. I like the old school look of it. Um, I'm still going to give them a seven on it. Yeah, that's where I'm going is seven. Um, I like all of what they did with the helmet. Um, and I'm okay with them going classic with it. And I, I like the, the additions that they did. It's a nice looking helmet. It's clean. Um, and like with the Patriots, I don't know if you could redesign their logo or make anything look all that cool on their helmet other than going retro. So mm-hmm. I actually think I like that one. So yeah, seven. All right. This is a fun one. The Dallas Cowboys. Dallas Cowboys. Okay, you can go first on this. I'm going to go first, and I hate this team so much. Let me preference. I'm going to give them an eight on this helmet. I love this helmet. I think this helmet is so sick looking, and I'm so tired of their old helmet. Like, this is a sick ass looking helmet. I love the white. Like, the white just pops the blue. Like, it's it's a good helmet. Like, and they still keep the gray in the face mask just to keep with the tradition. Like, I don't know. As much as I hate the Cowboys, I love this helmet. All right. So, I've got a question for you. Yep. So, in 2022, the Cowboys will be wearing three helmets. What's their other one? So, they'll have a Thanksgiving Day helmet also. Oh, I think that's and the I, one I'm looking and at. And I think you're looking at Thanksgiving. Just a solid blue star, right? Yep, yep. That's With no the one I'm looking at. Yep. Okay, so that is their Thanksgiving Day helmet. And that one I also think is totally badass. They have another helmet that is exactly like the Thanksgiving helmet, except it has a white face mask, and it has another blue um, outline on the star. So it's the, it's the normal star on that white helmet with a white face mask. And that'll be their color rush with their all-white uniforms. Okay, I'm trying to find a picture of that one. You rate So rate the Thanksgiving one for me right now. Like, Give me a number, and yep. then we'll go to that other one while I look for it. Okay, so I'm going to go with the Thanksgiving one. I'm going to go with a 7 on the Thanksgiving Day helmet. Um, I think I, th- I like it. I like the, the old school, what they used to do with the – just the plain blue star. They still added some stripes in the top, so it's a little bit more modern with the three stripes like they normally have. The gray face mask is nice. They match that up, white bumpers on both sides, so it matches the helmets. And the the color rush one, the color rush one I have to go with an eight. Just the way that it looks with the extra outline on the star and the white face mask, really just makes it like super clean all together. Um, and it's not like, it's not like overpowering with white because of all the blue that's in it. Um, but I think it just, it just seems really clean. It looks like it goes well together for the Cowboys with all of their mishaps on jerseys and combinations and stuff like that. I think these, both these helmets are going to work out really well with their jerseys that they're going to wear with them. So I, I did find that helmet. Um, yep. We're gonna flip flop. Like nice. <laughs> I, I went eight on Thanksgiving. 
And I'm going to go seven on this one. You went eight on this one yep. and seven on Thanksgiving. Yeah. I, I like this one. I think it's sharp. It's definitely, I like the white. I do like the white on white with the face mask. Um, the star is cool. Basically, it's way better than the current helmet. So when it's did, a cool alternate. When did we get sick of that awesome silver, though? Because that used to be, like, such a cool helmet. Like, is it just old now, or? It's just old now. It's just old. It's just too, it's just been too long. Because that, like, because it's, like, it's, it's that, like, burst, like, silver burst. It's got, like, that flake in it where it's, like, you know, just super, super shiny. And I don't know. I, I liked it. But, like, when I look at this, I'm, like. Yeah, they need to change. They need to change it up a little bit. Yeah, no, it's they they stuck to tradition maybe a little too long. Mm-hmm. Um, my reason for going with the other one at the eight is because I do like the lack of outline and like the it looks more Texas to me. And like mm-hmm. you're you're supposed to be the representative of Texas, like you are Texas football in yep. all of Texans' minds for the most part. Yeah, like it's. I like that because it's very throwback Texas like. Mm-hmm. But I I do I'm with you. Honestly, if I didn't have both helmets, I maybe would have gave you the other one at eight. To be yeah. honest with you. Yeah, if it wasn't in comparison to the other one. Yeah, yeah. if we didn't have two. Um, but we do, so that's our that's our ratings on it. Um, yeah. All right, moving on. We only got a couple left. We got two left. No, we got no, we got three left. And the last one actually is the one I'm most interested in what you're going to say about. And I know exactly what that one is. Um, Eagles. Eagles. Okay, I'll go first on this one. Eagles gets a two. That's hard. Boring. Boring. They didn't do anything. You got a black helmet. Congratulations. You already had black jerseys. Congratulations. You changed nothing. I hate the Eagles anyways, and the fact that they come up with black helmets just because – Sorry, you got gray. You can go to the old school color of the green. You have so many options on like retro helmets that were so cool, like in the Cunningham days. And you go with this. I don't care. I don't care. Two. I'm, I'm, I'm going to go slightly above you, but not much. I'm going to go three. <laughs> there. Yeah, you're right. There's no creativity in this helmet. None. Like zero. Like they just threw black on it. With that said, I still have to say it looks kind of cool, and it would be kind of cool, like rocking with their black jerseys. It is kind of cool, but there's no creativity. So no, I'm still if, right in yeah. the three. Yeah, it's just, if that was the case, then the NFL should just have allowed everyone to have a black jersey and a black helmet. Like there you go, solved it. Everyone gets their alternate. Your alternate is black. <laughs> Not gonna lie, the Vikings would look sick in a black asterisk. Oh, but... for sure. But you know what? The the Vikings have never worn a black uniform. They've never worn anything like that. The Eagles have worn black uniforms for many years. So it's like that would be a true, like completely out of the world alternate for the Vikings because we haven't seen black on our uniforms in the team history. Right, other than retail stores. Yeah, correct. Where they made the starter. Well, so those were starter fashion jerseys. And oh, yeah, they did that. They did for every team. So they did the yellows and the blacks, which were really cool, but they were never on the field. Okay, so moving on to the next one. Uh, this is going to be a rough one. I have a feeling we're good. we're in an area where we're getting some rough ones. <laughs> <laughs> Jets. 
J E T S Jets Jets Jets. Okay, you go first on this one. Yeah, it's easy. It's two for me. There's nothing special about this helmet. They just changed it to black. It's kind of like the last one, but this one doesn't even fit all that well, in my opinion. It's I don't know. I'm against it. It might be where I could see you going with the three on this one, like where we flip flop. But I, I this is a two for me. I this is not an attractive helmet to me. The Jets are a four. Um, once really? again, really? once again, yeah. So, so here's the difference. Here's the difference between the Jets and the Eagles. So, the, yes, of course, they had a black jersey already. They made a black helmet to match the black jersey. Cool, unoriginal, uncreative, absolutely boring. But it's a matte black helmet. It's not a regular glossy black helmet. So, I give them an extra point for the black matte black helmet. And they have. It looks like a like a pearl gloss face mask in green that yeah, looks it does really look cool. Like a green face mask. It looks green like a it looks like a green cool. face mask. So I think that's really cool. Uh, it doesn't show up though. It's really hard to see with all the black. So I wish that there was more green in there. But yeah, it's got to be a four. It's it's unoriginal. It's not unique. They already matched it to a previous jersey. So congratulations. Change- you should have had it five years ago. And I'll change mine because I feel like I'm a little hypocrite. It's, I'll, I'll go back to a three. It could be a three. It's And the, the face mask is the only thing that gets me there. Um, but, yeah, it's it's unoriginal. It's nothing. It's pointless. But I do like that they have it more outlined, whereas their ones right now are just the, um, just the Jets in white. Yeah. Whereas this one is... You know, outlined green and white, so the green stands out a little bit more than it would on the black. But man, could we go back with the Vinny Testaverde helmets and make those green? Because that would have been awesome. Yeah, like with the stripes and then with the Circle Jets logo, if that would have been a green helmet and it would have been this new, like glossy, whatever pearl green that they have for their helmets, I think it'd be cool. But once again, they wouldn't change helmet colors. So I don't All know. Right. Maybe just go back to the Testaverde whites. That'd be cool too. Yeah, I agree with that. All right, this is the one I've been waiting the entire time for, and you're right. starting with it, and you you already know it's coming. The Washington Washington Commanders, their new helmets. Washington Commanders, aka the Washington Skins. Uh, <laughs> no, 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 we're not going there. We're not a racial podcast. <laughs> that's that's why I just said skins. I didn't say this first part. Uh, it's, it's a little. A little... <laughs> okay, Let's so Washington, away from it. <laughs> Washington Commanders, the Washington Commanders in DC. Um, I have to completely just go by helmets alone, and I have to go by alternate helmet alone. Yeah, they're horrible. It's a two. They're horrible. It's a black helmet once again. Boring. It is your first time to show off your team, your league, your uniforms. And you come up with a black helmet with the stupid W in the front and the numbers on the side. I understand you're trying to go old school, but this is your first year. You can't go old school with a team when it's your first year. <laughs> like there's no there's no retro to go back to if you're gonna put numbers on the side of the helmets. And you're putting them on both sides too. So if you want to go retro, put the numbers on one side. Go go really old school with it and do that. But don't put numbers on both sides just because you want to fill up all four corners of this helmet. And the W is even in the wrong place. 
like it's high up on the helmet. It looks stupid. It should be lower down towards the bumper. Um, so I have to give them a two. I hate that though, because like, I love their jerseys. I love their jerseys. I love that they are completely unique. They, they did what every team should have done with alternates on any of their three jerseys, the way that they did them. They came out with a black Jersey with a completely different font than the other jerseys. Like every Jersey is unique from each other, which is kind of strange, but I like it because they're different and they're, they have like all these different color combinations. Like they're, they're starting out as the organ of the NFL right now. And they're maroon. Like, I don't know if it's matte or not. It looks like a matte kind of like a gopher helmet. Um, I like it. I like the maroon, but like I said, if I can only go off of the alternate helmet, I have to give it a two. They, they completely jumped the shark on it. This one really has me. It has me at, I'm not sure. I'm trying to come up with a number because. Because I want to buy a black commander's jersey, but that helmet is stupid. And I would not ever want to associate with the helmet. See, and that's where I'm, I'm different than you on this one. Like, I actually, I really love the helmet. However, with that said, I don't like the W. Yeah. <laughs> like, otherwise, I love that helmet. Like. The W, I don't, I don't like the W. Like it's. I don't get it. I'm still going to give it a five because I love everything else about this helmet. This helmet is unique. It's cool, but I just don't like that W. Like where they put it is just it's bizarre. And like I know there's a lot of people hating on uh, hating on the commander's name. Or whatever. I like the commander's name and what I've seen. I like it. Jerseys, like I like it. It's better than Fighting Hawks. Yeah, no, their stuff looks <laughs> awesome. Well, they, and it's got it's got history to it. Like they're going back. Like this patch that they have on the uh, um on the black logo is Commanders established nineteen thirty two. Like they've it's just it's cool. Like the black is it's got like webbing. It's like they're yeah. that's why I said like these guys remind me of the organ of the NFL. Because like I they're just, they're stepping outside the box on everything that they're doing for it. I literally wish they would just take that black off that helmet because if you had that helmet without that W, with that black jersey, that looks sick. Or put can we the talk W on the yeah. back or something? Can we talk about the W? Like why? Why you have there on the forehead? You're in the like, you're in the nation. Is. You're in the nation's capital. You are in Washington D.C. You are. You have literally unlimited amount of logos, designs, architecture that you could put into your logo. Like if that W had the Washington Monument in it, game over. It's a cool logo. There's nothing in there that no, tells me Washington. I, I like that logo. Like I don't, I don't mind the logo. I just dislike how they put it because they do it the way that logo is set up is like basically old school like uh, Lehrman's jerseys. Like, it's a cool logo, in yeah. my opinion. Like, that W I, is like a Laramans jersey type W. I just don't like it on this helmet. Like, the yeah. way it's set there and, like, in the front of the helmet at the crown, almost. Yeah, I wish they would just done a little bit more. Like, if they would have made it a little bit more, like, militaristic, I think it would have been really sweet. You know, just I like something. It. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, that we'd have to disagree on because I really like their logo. I actually like everything about what the commanders are doing. 
Yeah. And I know what they're trying to do. Like they're trying to keep the the old nostalgia of Washington football the same. That's that's why they didn't change the colors. That's why they're keeping the logo very bland, I guess, to not completely rebrand, but without having to have, you know, any of the negative branding that they had before. Yeah, no, I like everything they're doing. Like you said, they mm-hmm. are stepping out of the box. They are doing all, and I disagree with you on the logo. I like the logo. I think the logo is awesome. I know I'm definitely in the uh, in the minority when it comes to this. It feels like, but I like yeah. the logo. It's very like I said, See, I know, like yeah. Laramie jacket. Like it, it feels like the varsity blues type shit. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, yeah, it's, I, I guess I don't not like. I like the logo. But the way that I'm saying it, I, I think they had a chance to – they had a lot of potential to make it better. Yeah, but you wanted them to go outside of what they wanted to do because they always wanted to keep the history of mm-hmm. the old Washington football team. Like, yeah. So I think Do they're doing else? a good job doing that. Like They're keeping the old school, but they're making it very new school and trendy. They don't sell the black jerseys? What the hell? Are you trying to buy one? Getting a Wentz jersey? Get a Carson Wentz black jersey? <laughs> no, not at all. I'd have to get like, I don't know. I don't know anybody else on the team. Chase Young, maybe. That'd be cool. They got, uh, don't they have Sweat, too? I don't know. I don't know the other team. I can't find the black jerseys, though. Like, I don't think they're out yet. Oh, I know why. Because they're the alternates. They're not going to sell them until the game day. Oh, yeah. Okay, so yeah, I mean, of course they want to, and like even the white jerseys are cool because like they have like this design in them, and they've got like, let me look at this, they've got that 1932 logo on the side. They have different color sleeves. It's just it's unique. Like I they they knocked it out of the park on their jersey designs. They got three stars inside the jersey collar. Yeah, I give them credit. They did good. Yeah, dude, Nike did them well. Mm-hmm. For sure. And actually, let's spin off of that. Do you think Nike will be doing the NHL well? That is... I'm waiting with bated breath right now. Like <laughs> They're going to have to announce it like soon. Because they got to get ready. Because like they're supposed to partner. And if anybody doesn't know what we're talking about right now, um, the NHL has completed its contract with Adidas for jerseys. So at the end of this season, the 2022-2023 season, the season after that, 2023-2024, there will be a new jersey maker. They don't know who it is. They're supposed to announce it, and they're supposed to have a partnership with Adidas so they can, you know, share their whatever, you know, artwork or whatever so they can get the jerseys however they want. Um, And this will give teams a chance to change up jerseys just like in – 2017 when adidas took over that there was a few jersey changes that took place um so we might see some alternates we might see some thirds we might see different reverse retros but uh it's still up in the air and who's going to get it i mean nike's always a front runner fanatics would be the worst choice to ever be made but that's also a front runner because they seem to be taking over the world right now um ccm i don't know i don't know these other little companies if they're still in it for jersey making or if they're just in equipment or yeah yeah, I, I don't – CCM is kind of a mystery to me. I don't know who owns them because CCM used to be owned by Reebok, which – Yeah, and then when Adidas was purchased Reebok, I don't know if they purchased CCM also. 
so it it's a really it weird muggy. it's a really weird like chain of events that like the ccm jofa's bowers nikes all those stuff like they all used to be separate companies but then eventually they start getting bought up by each other and they're all still working for themselves but under another company well and then they start separating too yep. like uh, it's weird Yeah, but I hope it's Nike. Um, I I know a lot of people are scared of Nike because what they've done recently for like the Olympic jerseys and stuff like that. And I know you were a fan of the Olympic jerseys. I no. always felt that they had a little bit of a soccer ish to them. Um, but I guess for NHL jerseys, I don't know. I'd have to see what they actually come out with. I don't think they would go too extreme on changing the NHL jerseys with Nike. For well, the first kind of, year. It also depends on the teams too. Yeah. Um, certain teams they won't mess with too much if it's Nike, like the Red Wings. They're not going to screw with the Red Wings too much because they're yeah. same with Blackhawks. Um, but there's but, always there's always design limitations because when Adidas came in, they were they already had their design ready and they knew that they were going to have every team was going to have these yoke shoulders with the dimples on them that could not have you know, whatever stripes or anything like that. And they limited where the vertical stripes could go and where horizontal stripes could go. Well, who and it was made a weird the, who thing. Made how they... Who made those limitations? Adidas did. Yeah. So Nike it was... didn't have to do that then. But that's what I'm saying. But a Nike could come in with something else. Like you remember when they came out with the Swift jerseys and everybody had to have the Swift jerseys. And then there was limitations on what you could do to those jerseys too, with how they were, how they were put together in the materials they used, where they had to have like all the, um, what do you want to call it? Like the, the airy sides or whatever, the, you know, holy sides in the center and whatever and armpits and whatnot. But so it, it could change the team's jerseys with a new, with a new maker in part where they would have to just kind of tweak their design. Even if they wanted to stay the same, they might have to tweak it just a little bit to match whatever the Jersey design is because every Jersey is going to have the same like bones to it. It's just how you actually design it. Right, but I I trust Nike when it comes yeah. to that stuff. Like, I, from what I've been told, and I, maybe you were one of the ones, or maybe it was one of uh, the many Vegas Knights fans that I follow on uh, Twitter, that the Adidas jerseys are not made very well. Like they they don't hold up very well. Mm-hmm. So it, it and which is weird because Adidas owns Reebok and that was not a complaint with the Reebok jerseys. And and the thing is, is like what Adidas did when they took over is everybody has to have their own little thing. Like you have to have your you know your new technology that makes these jerseys six percent lighter than the previous ones, or they they have moisture wicking so they can do this because. Of course, it's gonna. They make these jerseys for the players. They don't make them for us to wear. Like they do because they want to sell jerseys. But ultimately, they make the game jerseys for the players to make the best possible game. To make them as light as possible. To make them fit right. To make them comfortable. To make them wick out water so they don't get water stuck in them. They don't get, you know, whatever. That's the first priority. Then after that, then they make the retail jerseys as close to or as representative to the on ice jerseys so that they can sell them as you know authentics or on ice products or whatever type of thing 
but they always have to have their own little thing. And when I think when Adidas switched over to this new Climalite, Arrow Ready, and now Prime Green, they didn't have. I don't think their materials were quite up to par with with what Reebok had, because they were trying to change it to make make them more green or make them more, you know, lightweight or whatnot. Yeah, it's it'll be interesting. I would love Nike to take over the contract, and I would not worry about like the Swift jerseys. Like, I actually, I remember I got one of those because I got a Team USA one, and like when I first got, I was like, "This is weird." <laughs> yep. And then, like, I wore it a few times. So I was like, "This is actually pretty freaking awesome." Like, it's not even like I'm wearing a jersey. Like, yeah, yeah, so they're, they're super neat. Yep. So it's not basically you would feel bad as all hockey fans know, like you call a jersey a sweater in hockey. It, these jerseys were not sweaters. <laughs> like you no, feel bad no. calling it one. It's like a t-shirt. Like <laughs> yeah, they're performance performance long sleeve shirts, pretty much. Yeah. Uh, there's a guy on the Washington Commanders that's named Willie Beavers. He's number sixty four. I might have to get that jersey. That would be hilarious. <laughs> <coughs> Or else this guy, Alex Akinbulu. That'd be pretty cool. Well, since we're kind of transitioning into, like, hockey, how do you feel about the upcoming hockey season? Like, what are we looking at? Well, um... I know we always talk, we talk hockey when there's no hockey going on. No news is good news. I mean, our, our deal. <laughs> no news is good news. Caprice F is still in the U.S. He hasn't um, decided to go on vacation and just get disappeared by Russia or something like that. So that's good to hear. Um, I'm looking forward to the season. I really think it's going to be, I mean, I don't think it's going to be as crazy as last year was like last year. I think, I think that was a peak season for a lot of teams. And I think it's going to like slow down a little bit this year, but I still think it's going to be a hell of a season to come back and um, be competitive throughout the entire league. So what do you think? And I want you to go in depth because I got to go grab a beer. So I need you to talk for a minute. But what do you think about the Oilers and the moves that they've made and where they're sitting? Because the Oilers look like a scary team to me. So Edmonton um, kind of unique, like with their, their moves that they've done. Uh, I, it's the Oilers. Like I still can't, I can't like, be all in on this team just because of the fact like they seem to be like the bad news bears of the NHL where like they can have the top five forwards on in the NHL on their team and yet they're still not going to do anything by it so didn't they have the addition didn't they get a goaltender addition though so they re-signed Mike Smith oh, um yeah. and then I don't think they added anybody no, else. They added someone. Like, let they? me look it up. Yes, because they made some sneaky moves. Um, Jack Campbell, that was the one. Yep, yep, that's five yeah. five year five year free agent. Jack Campbell is going to be a good goalie. Um, well, they also got dude, they and they re-signed Evander Kane. They signed Matthias Janmark too. Yep, like, uh, that's what I'm saying. They made sneaky moves, like. Stuff that you did not necessarily see, and like it just happened. And 
Yeah, they, they seem to be like they had plenty of room. I mean, they had they have cap room. They were being able to move stuff around. Um, yeah, Jack Campbell, he was the USA goalie. He's going to be good. Like he he's going to take a little bit. Um, they picked up Picard for a third string goalie. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, that's that's where I think they're going to be sneaky good. Like I, I'm not sleeping on them. Put it that way. Yeah, I'm a Knights I mean, fan. I have to deal with them. Well, yeah, actually, Duncan, you do too, because we're all on that side. That yeah, they got but. they got Brad Malone. He's a former Sioux. Yep, they're, they're they made some sneaky moves that were really impressive. So that's a team I would look out for. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, they're going to be, but I mean, they're still going to be like battling with Calgary. And I don't think Calgary has gotten worse. From what they have, so I, if I remember right, actually, no, Calgary has not got worse. Actually, Calgary they got a little better. Almost got worse, but then they recovered because they lost someone and then they gained someone. Man, well, because they got Cadre, that's huge. Yeah. They just got Cottery three days ago. That's a huge pickup. Yeah, and um, they, they lost. They extended, they extended Huberto. Right, but they lost. Uh, who did the hell did they lose? They re-signed Kachuk for eight years. Former fighting Sue Colton Pooman signed with them from East Grand Forks. That's cool. Uh, Johnny Hockey's gone. That's why. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, yep. Um. But then they then they went out and got Kadri. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, okay, next man up type of thing. Dan Huberdu um, is fantastic. Yeah, goalie really didn't do much. They they got a Oscar Dance as their backup, but or third stringer, whatever you want to call that. Shout out to Oscar Dance. You can dance if you want to. You can leave your world <laughs> behind. <laughs> yeah. Um. I mean, it's gonna be a rough Pacific area. Or like, oh, for sure, yeah. Conference, like, because that's gonna be the conference of death between Edmonton, between Calgary, between the Knights. Because the Knights should be good. They like, they have a little question at goaltender, but if everyone's healthy up front, goaltender's not gonna matter too much. Yeah. So hold on, July sixteenth. I don't need that. CBS Sports had some really good. Transaction trackers. Yep, I was just looking at it. Yep. They were like actually up to date, like today. It's like, oh, Tyson Kozak goes to Buffalo. Yep, I was, that's exactly what I was looking at, CBS Sports trackers. Oh, Kyle Turris retired. Yeah, they had a couple losses, but then they picked it up with that re signing of Huberdu, which they actually traded for him in season. Yep. And then the uh, Nazim Kadri picking him up, that was huge. So, yeah, for sure. But yeah, I think it's going to be a good season. Yeah, it's going to be a good season. Every every team that was in it last year, I think, is going to be still battling for it. I don't think anybody actually, like, worked themselves out of the playoffs. But there could be some surprise teams maybe that make a run for it. It's not going to be the Coyotes because they're going to be playing in a 5,000-seat arena. And the Gopher – uh, 
prospect or the, not prospect, but the Coyotes prospect actually elected not to play for Phoenix and go back to the Gophers and play again this year. So he wanted to play in a bigger arena. <laughs> I'm going to ask you a question that should lead into our fan question, but ask like, this is my question and I want the most honest, not Homer situation that you can give me like opinion. What do you see the, uh, the wild doing in the playoffs like this year, or do they even get there? So I, I see them making the playoffs. I, it's all going to depend on first round matchups. If they make it out of the first round or not, if it's going to be seeding, it's going to come down to seeding. If they get a, a one or a two seed, I see them making it to the second round. If they are in the three or four and they have to play Colorado or um, Calgary or St. Louis is going to be as good this year, but those guys, maybe Edmonton in the first round, I think it might be tough, especially since we're going to be most likely having a very tired Marc-Andre Fleury that's probably going to be on his last year. Because hey, of not so, having him a wait, solid Wait, backup. wait, wait, wait. Is that his last year? <laughs> he might He might be. If, if you know, the way I was going to say, so uh, Billy Garen signed him for three years and <laughs> he signed no, he, last year? <laughs> no, he signed him for two. He signed him for two years. Okay. Two so it was this year and the next year. But yeah, still. Um, and then there was a there was an option for the second or something like that. There's, there's other stuff in it, but um, I just, I, I, I want Flurry to be able to handle a heavy schedule, but I don't know if it's going to be possible. And I don't think this is it Gustafson that we got from Ottawa. I think whoever our backup is that we got from Ottawa he is not NHL ready. Like he is a backup. I almost would want Zane McIntyre in as backup to steal some games and to play some games. And I think he might actually see some playing time this year too. And we might be going with a three goalie rotation like we did back in the uh, Harding, Backstrom, and uh, Dubnik days. So I think we could possibly be seeing a three goalie rotation with maybe all-star break giving Flurry some rest or something like that and bringing up a guy from, from Iowa to play for a little bit. I know we're not going to be trading. We're not going to be a trade deadline person for a goalie. Um, so Flurry's going to have to hold his end, but I just, him playing 55 games scares me right now. I can't believe I am blanking on this, but what is, Oh, I know it. Never mind. I just came up with it. Hold on. <laughs> so, um, I don't know if, first off, I don't actually think that Marc-Andre Fleury is the answer in the first place. Um, but, and that's coming from Marc-Andre Fleury fan, but especially when you don't have two goaltenders, um, but I, I, I'm wondering where, where you're at, like, where are you at with? Billy Karen's decisions with this goaltender situation. I honestly think that Billy Garen wanted both Flurry and Talbot 
and Talbot was just not going to have it. And the way that things went down, it just it it broke down so quick. And with what happened in the playoffs, and then what happened in the offseason, what happened in the draft, I I really think that Garen wanted both of them to be the one and two. And I think that we would have been we would have been very competitive with both of them there, and we would have been playoff team. We could have been much better than what we are now with only flurry and then this young kid. But I think, and I don't know. I just, I, I wish that whatever happened between Garen and Talbot didn't happen. Um, we, we talk about the playoffs when Talbot didn't even get a chance to prove himself out there. I think he should have gotten a start in game two or game three, just to let him, just to let him get in there and just let him like, okay, let's see how you do against these guys. Like we need to be, consistent where we've been rotating all season and then we go to the end of the season and we're just like we're gonna ride flurry and it didn't work like if you want to try it okay that's great but then you also got to realize what the repercussions could be to your other goalie and this showed completely what happened when Talbot was like fine I'm done I'm not playing for you anymore if you don't want me as your goalie well yeah and I I think he deserved to say that because I think it was handled so terribly by for sure uh, which I've said many times on this podcast. I'm not going to yeah. go into it. I, everyone yeah. knows my feelings on Bill Guerin. I know you yeah. think he's Jesus. I think he's absolute moron. But well, um, see, I think I think from what he's done, he's done great. But this is the one black mark on him that I can't I can't side with Billy Guerin on what he did with the goalies last year. It ruined it ruined the goaltender stable because he probably mm-hmm. could have afforded both of them. Because yeah, easily, so, yeah, easily, Mark, because Flurry wanted to play here, he could have he could have taken less, and well, Talbot could have gotten a you know restructured deal. They're both not, ready to get restructured. He's not a huge cap hit even no. either. Like I'm oh, looking at it on cap friendly right now. He's three three point five k cap hit or three point five million cap hit. Yep. Um, per year three point five million. Like that that's really small yeah. in the salary cap in for sure. All reality. Yep, and we could have restructured to get Talbot about the same amount too. You shouldn't have restart structured. Like you should just let Talbot play for Talbot. Like it's yeah. I I just Bill Garen just really loves this guy so much that it's just it's I think it's detrimental to your team. I think he's just so in on it. Like he's just so hard on this goaltender. Like it's just it's crazy to me, but. Yeah. And I mean, I get it. It's Mark Andre Fleury. It's Stanley Cup winner. It's the guy who won you a cup in Pittsburgh and stuff like that. It's not like he's going after this unknown guy that's has nothing going on. And we, you know, sold the farm for a third year, you know, goaltender that's only won 10 games. But to Bill Guerin, he is unknown at this point. Cause yes, he won how long ago? Like 15 years ago now? But he's been in the cup recently. Yeah, he has. And he also has been in a game where he let up five goals in fucking five minutes even. Mm -hmm. So, I I don't know. I'm not on that train. Um, Yeah. Because I will say that that not a major game for Vegas Knights, which stings all of us Las Vegas Knights people. Um, Honestly... Flurry was unacceptable in that game. Like, yeah, should the major have happened? No. But did it happen? Yeah. That's when you're supposed <laughs> to stand up, and he just got ripped. 
Mm-hmm. Like he didn't stop anything. Everything was going by him. He did lot. He looked terrible. And I've seen yeah, you, you could have pulled career. the goalie. You could have pulled the goalie, and you might not have given up five goals. It's very possible. Like mm-hmm. it, it's it's, it's sad to say. Yeah. And I think that's why when DeBoer came in, that's why he brought in Leonard because he saw Flurry collapse because that was against his team at the time. He saw him collapse, mm-hmm. so he didn't trust him. So Bill Guerin's got a lot of trust in the guy that, I don't know, other teams don't necessarily trust anymore. Yeah. But anyways, we could segue that into our uh, guest question. Um, oh, yes. Yep. Question. Yeah, so we had a question on Facebook from Nate. And Nate is a good buddy of mine. He actually, I used to work for him uh, back in the day. So, Nate, you're, you're awesome, and uh, thanks for the question. His question is, will the Wild and Blackhawks ever reach the rivalry of the North Stars and Blackhawks, and why? Froves, I want you to start with this one. Uh, simple answer is no. Um, I, I, I can't tell you exactly why. I just... Because the North Stars were an older team, so like they were able to build that up. And like the new NHL, it's hard to build rivalries. And I don't know if it's disparity in talent at times. Um, it's not like old hockey used to be. Like back when the North Stars played the Blackhawks, they fights all over the place like goalies are fighting like just crazy rivalry like i don't think you're getting that in today's type of hockey so i don't think you could ever have the same type of rivalry you might be able to get some sort of rivalry but i don't think you're getting it to that level not to the north stars blackhawks level um is it a damn shame hell yes i actually think there's more of a chance of the Jets in the wild having a rivalry because they're both kind of newer teams and they're both like upper North teams. I actually could see that before I could see Blackhawks uh, wild. How about you Rhodes? So I actually completely agree with you. Um, I don't think the wild and Blackhawks will reach the level of the North stars, Blackhawks. Um, Not only because of the fact, like it's a whole different era and back then, like, you did have rivalries. Like you had like the teams that hated each other and you have like cities that hate each other. Like Chicago and Minneapolis hated each other back in the nineties. Like it was, it was horrible. Like, I mean, you, you go with any rivalries, you go, okay. You know, the bears and the Vikings, then you have the white Sox and you know, the twins and the bulls were awesome. And the Timberwolves weren't. And like, we had like, we had a, completely geographical rivalry with Chicago for the longest time. And the Blackhawks and the North stars were still there too. Like they had, you know, they had Belfour in the days and they had, you know, Esposito and all these other guys and they had a really good team and we had a really good team too. And like we were competitive against each other and there'd be fights and there'd be the old style of hockey. And like that just built natural rivalries that I don't think we see in the NHL anymore, especially because of the scheduling and the, the way that they do it now, whereas the wild will play in every arena this year and they will play every team this year in at home. So therefore that is 60 games out of their 80 some games that are already set for other locations. 
Yeah, yeah. That'd be that's a... that's tough. That does not leave a lot of room for you to play Chicago six, eight, ten times a season. It mathematically can't happen. Like I think they play them at most four times to six times, depending on the team. I think they rotate around if they play them four or six times per season. That's and, not enough to build a rivalry. And I actually have to correct your math, which is going to make it even worse. Um, there's 32 teams in the NHL, so if they travel to every arena and every team comes to them, it'll be 64, actually, which leaves 20 games. Yeah, yeah, I think you can count your own arena, but yeah, um, once. But yeah, it'd be really close to that that amount. No, but um, you, said, you said that. Like they play, they go to every venue and everyone comes to them at least once. Yep. So that's 64 games against just one team two times. So that me that leaves you. To, actually, they only play. Yeah. So we're at 64. So that's actually leaves you only 18 because they play 82 games in a season. That's only 18 games that you can actually add these extra. T- I think it's a great point that you're making. Like, yeah, actually, yeah. Like the scheduling yeah. is crazy. And here's the thing, like, I love the idea of it because say that I, when I lived in Winnipeg, okay, I wasn't born a Jets fan. I wasn't, you know, I didn't, I didn't really care about the Jets. Of course I went there and I became a Jets fan. I liked it, but you know what? I knew that every year I could watch the wild and every year I could see, you know, this team come in or that team come in, or I can see the Toronto versus, you know, Winnipeg every year, no matter what, like if you're a, you know, a Knights fan in Philadelphia, you know, you can see the Knights play at least once you, you circle that on your calendar as soon as it comes out and that's the game you're going to. And I think it's helped the NHL grow fan bases and keep fan bases around. But for the rivalry aspect, I think it's hurt it a lot. So I don't think that they're going to get there. Um, the closest thing, like I agree with you, the closest thing that we will get to this is going to be the wild and the jets because they have a natural rivalry with them coming in the same time, like you said, they're they're really close to each other. It's a very it's a very close trip to um, Winnipeg and Minneapolis, same as Chicago. It's they've both been very competitive, where Chicago has not been as competitive lately. So it's it's hard to have a rivalry with a team that you spank, you know, ten to one sometimes, like last year, because um, <laughs> then it's not a rivalry because you don't have to worry about them winning. And I, I don't know, like the Jets fans have been really into coming down here because they travel well. Jets fans do travel really well. And they come down here and they create they create chaos when they come down here. Well, they're, they're, I, good at, they're good at being an away team. And I think that you really hit the nail on the head that the era is just changed. Like rivalries are not is easy to form anymore to be honest with you like you're right like you nailed it like it's it's hard to have those rivalries usually you have to have some shit happen like yep. the vegas knights fans absolutely hate san jose but they had to have something happen like they didn't hate san jose before that not a major game like they just didn't like them now they yep. hate them so yeah uh, and they'll fade because san jose has sucked i mean so it kind of fades that rivalry. So yeah, it won't hold the test of time like the Blackhawks and North Stars did. Right, I agree. It's just that old school hockey. It's just we're never getting that back. Like that the, that rivalry era of that type of hockey. Because for all the years, back. the all the years the North Stars were around, 
Like, that's what it was. Like, there's no other team that they had a rivalry with. There's teams that they had, like, you know, spats with or they were, like, competitive against, like, you know, the old Jets or, you know, against St. Louis or, you know, teams like that. But, like, you know, just like Colorado and Detroit, like, that's gone. That used to be a huge rivalry, but it's gone now because of the way the schedules and the way they moved Detroit to the east and all that stuff. Right, right. Yeah, it's just it's not going to be the same. So. Mm-hmm. So to answer your question from both of us very politely, no, it's not no. going to ever happen. So no, and it's sad that it's not. Yeah, but that—that's the era we live in. Like, I—I I don't know if any rivalries actually matter as much these days as they used to. Um, some, but I'm, it's definitely diminishing. So, yeah, for sure. All right, yeah, good question, Nate. Thank you. Yeah, very good question. Thank you. Yeah, very good question. Um, want to move on? The one thing I did, do you have what actually, what do you have on your list to talk about? So, I have a really short one and it's kind of uh off the cuff, but uh, I, I put it on our Twitter and you liked it and retweeted it, and everything like that. I want to give a shout out to the newest member of the St. Louis Hockey Hall of Fame. 2022 goaltender Aaron Vicker. Yeah, absolutely. So, congrats, Actually, Vicker. Cheers. National che- cheers to Aaron Vicker. Cheers. That's cheers of the night to Aaron Vicker. Yeah, for sure. He uh, won a national championship with the University of North Dakota in 1997. He played there 96 97. Um, played some seasons in the USHL, became USHL goaltender of the year, uh, played a few in the minors, went to you know, overseas, stuff like that, did his goaltender gigs. Never made it to the show, um, but he was a he was an exciting goaltender to see. The one memory that I actually remember of Aaron Vicker, even though he didn't play a lot of games for us at North Dakota, is that when I was a kid and I'd watch I'd watch all the warm-ups and I'm a goalie freak, so I'm staring at the goalies the entire time. This kid when you're like the end of warmups, like when everything's done, everyone just starts circling the net and just rapid fire shots into the net. This kid would go out front of there and try to stop every single puck. Just like rapid fire, just like boom, 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 boom. And I was just like, dude, this is the craziest guy I've ever seen in my life. And I'm like, Aaron Vickers, my hero. I'm not going to go into what Aaron Vicker kind of hurt my heart on a little bit, but. <laughs> I will go into like what Aaron Vicker meant to our city. Um, Aaron Vicker won the national championship in the na- 1997. 1997, we had a flood hit that destroyed Grand Forks and East Grand Forks. And just having that national championship for that city, like gave us something like it was, it was something that it happened like, cause we flooded in 97. That's when we ended up winning that championship and it was something special. It just gave us something, um, that we needed, I guess. And we were kids, but I bet you it meant the same to adults, but like we had a rough year and that gave us something pretty special. So, so thank you, Aaron Vicker. Like you did more than you actually even know. Yeah. And everybody else that was in the, uh 1997 team like i and i mean it's it's it is because that was my formative years and that was my 
you know, first few years of being like a diehard North Dakota hockey fan is that that's when I became obsessed with the Sioux. And that's the team that I followed. And it was from this, from the beginning, it was that 96 season. And then it went to the 97 season, the 97 season, it was just awesome. And then the tournament and we win the national championship, we win the WCHA and everything went our way that year. And it was just, it was a great time to be a hockey fan. It was a great time to be young and start to become a hockey fan. And ever since then just hooked. So everybody on that 97 team, like we needed that, like as a state, as a city, as an area. I mean, we, yeah, it was, it was a good time. Yeah. So congratulations, Aaron Vicker. Big, big, big deal. We appreciate you. You, uh, actually, let's shout out his Twitter. Do you guys Twitter just offhand? I think it's just Aaron Vicker. I think it's pretty, pretty simple on that. But I'll I'll tag him in the on the Twitter again for it. So I'll just check just so I can shout him out here real quick because um, I'm pretty sure I can find it quick. It's gotta be in my likes real fast. Um, yeah, so it's Aaron Vicker, which is at. A underscore A underscore R-O-N 76. So shout out Aaron Vicker. There's his Twitter. You guys want to catch up with him? Congratulate him. Definitely hit him up. Yeah, for sure. And yeah, like you said, I mean, it was, it was, it was the year that like, you know, it was 20 days difference. Like the national championship was March 29th and the flood was at April 19th. So it's like within a month span, we go from a complete high to a complete low in the area. And I think that national championship helped us like push through the flood area. Yeah, I I think so too. That's why I really wanted Mm -hmm. to bring that up because that national championship was super important. It brought Um, us together. It brought us together. And I think the fact that we were together at the time of the flood helped a lot for everyone to stay together. Right, and you indeed didn't win a lot of uh, national championships in the previous years. Like, I actually probably—it was ten years. I was gonna say since, like you said, that kind of got ninety six, ninety seven got you really into Sioux hockey. I was actually into Sioux hockey earlier than that, um, because my dad would bring me to games, and that's what made me love hockey in general. Yep, and. Like, I had Teeter Windays, Nick Nomenko, like, those <laughs> yep. guys. Like, so I was already in it. So, yeah. like, having I mean, that... we were we were creating the Sioux in NHL 94, so. Right, exactly. Yeah. So, it, it was it was something that was coming. But, yes, um, I think the Vicar, if he, you ever listen to this, um, Aaron, I guess. I, I call you Vicar like I'm one of your teammates. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> But if you're listening to this, like you definitely you were a part of a team that definitely raised the spirits of a city that was traumatized, um, but rebuilt and is back better than new at this point. So yeah, for sure. All right, Road Dog. Do you want to get into some wrestling? Let's go with wrestling. Yeah, let's go for it. So which one do you want to do first? Do you want to go WWE or do you want to go AEW? You want to get good stuff for the, the let's whatever. let's get let's get the crap over with. Let's talk about WWE first. Okay, be short and sweet. Yeah, what do you think is going on? 
I don't even know. I don't. Okay. I, <laughs> I don't. I am. I am. I'm not following it that much. I haven't seen anything different per se that shows me that it's going to go any different with Triple H instead of Vince McMahon. So nothing's shown to me or proved to me that they're going to be anything that they haven't been for the last five to ten years, which is very boring and very predictive and not good wrestling. So what I'm seeing is, and this is a Vince trait that I think Hunter has. um, I'm seeing favoritism. Like this whole carrying cross coming back and like now he's like all of a sudden NXT boys. Yeah. And he's all of a sudden a title picture in the way. Like, come on. Um, and not just like a continental title situation or like in the WWE championship type title situation. So that's annoying. Um, and then also, I will like, I haven't seen them change directions with characters like I thought they might a little bit just because some of the ridiculous stuff is still going on. Like, do we still have to have ridiculous Sami Zayn? <laughs> Sami right. Zayn's a goddamn good wrestler. And is a good person on the mic. Why can't and we it, do something with him? And if you want him to be ridiculous, then go back to El Generico. Yeah, just get, him in a, get him in his luchador mask and go back old school. And that still wouldn't be enough for me. It's not Sami Zayn. Like, remember when Sami Zayn came in WWE? Like, like from NXT, that dude was fun. He was a face. Like, he was great at it. Yeah, no, just give him that back. But that's I digress. But I will say yeah. the one good thing that I think WWE has done, and but this is not on Hunter. This is on Vince because Vince started this this bloodline thing is it's fun a little bit like because I'll give him that yeah yeah Yeah. the bloodline thing I didn't think I didn't like it at first but man now like I've really warmed up to it it is fun because I kind of like Roman walking around like he's just top shit and like Mm -hmm. with with the Usos behind him like it's kind of fun yeah with all all the golds yeah it's like literally all the golds like just the most intimidating thing you can look at, <laughs> yeah. pretty much. So uh, that's the only thing that they've done well in the recent, and that you can't credit to Hunter. Um, mm-hmm. Sasha Banks, we'll see when she comes back because obviously, from what we've heard from reports, she's made good. Her and Naomi have made good with WWE, so they'll be back. So we'll see how they weave them in and when they show up. So that'll be kind of interesting on the women's side, but they're kind of screwing up the women's side too. Yeah. So we'll see. I, I'm very much with you. WWE just, and I've talked to other uh, fans of wrestling um, just on the internet. And like, I have a WWE fans. They're watching AEW instead. They, cause I had one ask me, like, one of my friends on uh, Twitter, and we'll bring her on sometime and have her talk some some wrestling. But, like, she was 
she started watching wrestling with WWE. She's pretty young. Um, WWE was her deal. Like she's like twenty in her twenties, and like WWE is how she started watching wrestling. And now she's caught on the AEW, and now she asked me, "Hey, have you watched wrestling this week?" I was like, <laughs> "Well, I caught Dynamite and Rampage, but I didn't really watch much of Raw or SmackDown." She's like, "Yeah, me neither." Yeah. And she went to a Raw last week. So if you go to an event and you're still not interested in it. Like... So, yeah, WWE needs to fix their crap. But let's 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 actually go on to what the real main event of this uh, wrestling talk is. And that's AEW. There's a lot going on in AEW right now. Oh, they're so good. And just like. Just when I think that they're like, okay, they're going to, you know, settle down for a little bit and wait till all out and all that stuff. They decided to start throwing curveballs and curveballs and curveballs. And I have probably can say that I have attended the best live wrestling event outside of WrestleMania. And it was a Wednesday night dynamite. It was insane. Top to bottom. One of the best shows that I've ever been at in my life. Yeah, that was an insane one. It, yeah. Absolutely. But they're just, everything they're doing, they're just doing it right. Like, they're doing the title pictures right. They're doing the the confrontations right. They're doing the, well, we don't know if it's going to happen or if it's going to not happen. And if this guy's going to show up or this guy's going to show up. Like, everything they're doing is right. Like, the way that they brought Punk back. The way that they brought Kenny back. The way that they split up the Bucks and the Elite. Like, everything they're doing is perfect right now. I I think how and I don't know how much of this is, and, and this is why I actually think they're doing it right because I bet you there's all the the actual performers or the wrestlers are getting more say in it mm-hmm. than normal. Like and they WWE. know how to make it work. Yeah, because John Moxley, I and this is. I know you know he's my favorite wrestler, but like the way that he is working this angle with Punk, like it's just not out of character ever. Like, no, he has he even said while Punk was gone that basically f him. There's no interim on this belt. I won this belt. Yeah, like, he's a champion. I yeah. this belt. Yeah, and like he's just come out since Punk came back, just wanting to fight him. Just street brawl like he just wants to go at him yeah and that was that was probably the like and i i can't i can't say the best thing because everything there was good like the coffin match with darby allen was good the tag matches was was good everything was amazing the moxley versus uh uh who the hell jericho jericho (laughs) amazing yeah jericho the lionheart not even jericho the lionheart the original the the og lionheart but man like there's nothing better than when you're at a live event and you're just like sitting there and you're just like oh what's gonna go on now you know whatnot and you're just like oh well maybe something's gonna happen maybe something's not gonna happen you know and you're just talking to people and all of a sudden It just gives you goosebumps. Like when you just hear it, you're like, no way, no way. He's back, and it's a Wednesday night dynamite in Minneapolis, Minnesota. 
like he's not making his return in Chicago. He's making it here, and it's like, oh, just like you guys know what to give the fans what they want. And then the fact is like they're gonna give the title match to another dynamite. It's not gonna be hit all out. Like it's probably gonna be at all out. Like we're probably gonna have. Well, Somebody it's interfere. Crazy. It's going to turn into a triple threat. Some people are saying that maybe this could be the return of MJF, which I think would be freaking awesome. Um, but something's going to go down. Somebody's going to get hurt beforehand or something, some swerve or whatever. They're probably going to have the match and then also have the match again in Chicago at the pay-per-view. Cause it's, I mean, why wouldn't you put CM Punk in the pay-per-view in Chicago? Now going back to like, so you were even there, like, he comes out, Punk comes out, has has that stare down with Moxley, and Moxley <laughs> just fucking throws his shoulder into him and walks away. Like, he doesn't give a yep. damn who yep. CM Punk is. <laughs> no, no, exactly. For for all Moxley's concerned is this is a challenger. He's not the champion. CM Punk is now the challenger. Yeah, I love it. Like, mm-hmm. that's that's why they've let, and that who is who John Moxley is, and AEW lets him be that. Yeah, it's so cool. Like AEW has it down. Like, cause hold hold on one second. I'm gonna I'm gonna report to you what I just did. But give me one second. Talk about <laughs> wrestling. I'll be right back. Yep. All right. So, and also like the things that they're building up with like this trios tournament. Like they create new titles. It's now a trios title, and it's sweet. Like all the belt designs they're coming out with. Like I'm nerding out because. They're coming back with like the old school Ring of Honor belts, the old school, like mid north south, you know, North American championships and stuff like that coming off of designs. And now they have trios matches. So now they're going to have three and they're having intergender matches. And um, actually, when I was on the Jericho cruise last year, they talked about that they were going to try to get a mixed tag match, not an intergender, but an actual mixed. And they had one mixed match on the boat that was a dark match. It was never seen on TV, never televised, never recorded. But it was Kenny Omega and Riho against Britt Baker and uh, uh, Adam Cole. And they, they had a hell of a match against each other. And the women fought the men and the men fought the women. And it was a, it was a straight tag match. If you tagged in your, your female partner, she would have to go against the guy unless he tagged out. Um, so it was interesting to see that. I know some people aren't really fans of it, but sometimes it works. Um, I wouldn't have a complete um, mixed tag or intergender championship, um, except the way that Sammy and Tay uh, do it, where it's you have to tag out and have the male against the male and female against female. But it's interesting to see them like trying to try new things and show different things and actually be you know a little bit more of a out there than anybody else would be because WWE wouldn't touch it. They couldn't touch it. Yeah, no, and I actually well, WWE has touched it but not in that same way. Like, because yeah. I don't uh, and by the way, shout out to this woman. Um, oh, and now I'm gonna I'm trying to shout her out and I can't remember damn name. Like, that is my problem. Like, <laughs> I apologize to whoever I'm about to shout out. Like, I have bad memory. Um, and you haven't been in in the league for a little bit, but I have you on Twitter. Um, but I can't look you up even. Um, oh, I can't think of her. I, I, I feel so bad, but I, I will come back to that once I figure it out. But 
they have had a couple women in WWE do it. Like where the, actually China's one of them. We could shout yeah. out China for that. Yeah, because China had the Intercontinental Championship, but yeah, she's not yeah. the one that I was thinking of. But yeah, uh, shout out to China because she definitely was. She was the pioneer of it. Mm-hmm. But going back to AEW, like yeah, there's some of these women that could beat up some of these dudes. Like yeah, I, for sure. I put Thunder Rosa against almost any of the dudes. Like mm-hmm. it, it's very interesting. Um, yeah, AEW is just doing everything right. Like yeah, I, for sure. What they're doing with Brian Danielson right now and that whole storyline with uh, uh, who the hell is he fighting? Um, Daniel Garcia. That whole storyline. Like Daniel Garcia with like where Brian Danielson tries to like shake his hand and like they come out and uh, the Jericho Appreciation Club comes out and Garcia stops them. Like <laughs> it's good. It's, it's good television. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of what I had for wrestling. You got more on wrestling? Wrestling? Um, I don't think so. I think I'm good for right now. We're gonna have to wait and see what all this uh this build up for all out is gonna be, and then that'll definitely be some unique stuff to talk about. Um, the I don't know the CM Punk Adam Page stuff. I don't really want to get into. It feels like it's backstage heat that I don't really is necessary to talk about. Well, here's the only thing that I'll say that and I am worried about. Like, and it's because now it's two companies. Is that CM Punk was pretty much known as a cancer in WWE as far as like if he didn't get his way, like he was pissed off kind of sounds like that's kind of going on again and like if that's true then he just needs to leave yeah so, yeah aw is i mean i, I don't want to you know see him gone but i aw is fine without him aw is fine without anybody the way that was, they've built the watching, way they built this promotion is that they can have anybody in there and they're going to do a good thing i was watching without him being in it while he was injured like i didn't Actually, yeah. I was enjoying it without him Correct. there. Like, yeah, well, because it's not forced. It's not. It's not that he has to be in every episode because every place that they go to needs to hear his music and yell, sell, yell CM Punk. Well, and that's the thing is they almost do force him at times. So mm-hmm. uh, when he was away, it was kind of nice. <laughs> like, yeah. Way. But yeah, it's I. I'm just curious as to because and I even seen the the promo with um it was a promo so like it's probably just it is whatever it is but it obviously came to life but with triple h and him back in wwe yep where basically he just says that he's spoiled brat that always wants his way and then we're seeing it possibly in AEW if that's really what's yep. going on. So yeah it may have been more of a shoot than we thought it was. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so we were on CM Punk side on WWE because WWE makes so many f ups. Yeah, why am I saying f ups? We're on fucking Anchor FM fuck ups. So. Yeah, exactly. Spotify lets us swear, so yeah. yeah. Um, 
But and shout out to Anchor FM and Spotify for having us. We appreciate. Yeah, you. you're host, hosting us for free instead of what was it, three hundred dollars a month? That guy wanted for us to be on AM radio. <laughs> it wasn't even AM his, radio. Yeah, it was well, basically his, like his a less sixty-five. It's a less known spot website. Yeah, <laughs> his website that had like three hundred Twitter followers. Yeah, <laughs> and he's been we, doing it for twenty years. Good job, dude. We probably could have tripled his followers. Oh, for sure. Yeah, easily. With my mom and Joe and yeah, those guys, yeah, easily. Speaking of which, uh, you got answered to mom question? So, here's the thing. We are on back-to-back episodes right now that haven't released. So, we don't have an answer to a mom question yet. So, we're going to have to double up. So, we can ask another mom question and get two answers next week. Okay. I think we can do that. So if you want to go with a mom question, go right ahead. We're still waiting on the previous mom question um, that was asking about state fair foods. Okay. So we'll go with travel this time. Okay. So where would your mom most like to travel if money wasn't an option? All right. That's a good question. Good question. Okay, mom, where do you want to travel if money was not an option? Um I think we asked this a long time ago, but it was involving air, like not having to get on an airplane. But this time you're going to have to get on an airplane or a boat. So if you're scared of doing those things, you're going to have to choose wisely. Did we ask this before? We asked this like almost episode two or three, I think. <laughs> and it, yeah, we're coming full circle now. Yeah, we're coming full circle now. But it was, it, it, I remember it too, because we had to put the caveat that, it, that you could, if you could snap your fingers and be anywhere. Because I knew that she would not ever fly to Hawaii or go to Europe or anything like that. Because like she would never want to fly over the ocean or be on a boat over the ocean. So okay, well, she would be she would be stuck to North America. <laughs> if we already asked her that, we need to change the question then. All right, all right, okay, we'll go against it then. Okay, so let me come up with a new one. Let's go with uh, what is her favorite potato chip? Like ooh ooh yeah, I like that one. All right, mom, what is your favorite kind of potato chip? And you got to be specific on this. So you can't be like. Yeah. Oh, I just like this kind. No, it's got to be like the brand, the flavor. Um, yeah, and anything right. that goes with it. I can get it. mine right now. Ruffles, uh, the cheddar sour cream. My favorite potato chip. Easy. Hands down. Ooh, what would mine be? Man, that's what I was because I like a lot of potato chips. So do I, but like that's my easy like go-to because it goes good without dip. It goes good with dip. Like My go- favorite chips would be the Dutch Crunch Jalapeno. Oh, those, those are, are awesome. Those, those are, are awesome. Good. I love those chips. Like if I if I could only have one chip for the rest of my life, I, I would have that. Yeah, then you can't move out to Minnesota. That's for damn nope. sure. No, I'd I'd have to order them in. I'd have to order some old Dutch in. Yeah, yeah. you definitely can't move out of Minnesota if you're eating old Dutch. Nope. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Cool. Wanna talk, wanna talk some gambling? Yeah, let's go gambling. Let's go for it. Let's get some gambling in here because it seems like it's going to be a, uh, you know, a normal thing to get in here. Yeah, let's let's do it. Let's be a small segment each time. Um, how about we do futures for football? Not, okay, let's uh, go fu- football under, futures. Yeah, football futures. Where are you getting your futures from? Let's sync up on that. I'm probably going to want to do. I've been doing Vegas Insiders for our shows, so let's stick with Vegas Insider. Okay. 
I will say that as Homer as you want to be, that is fine by me. Well, we gotta go Vegas regardless, because yeah, yeah, exactly. Sportsbook Central. Um, okay. So, and we'll go because we actually get, which is cool on this site, is we actually get all of the uh, all the different sites. So yep. we'll stick with. Um, actually, I'll let you you pick either Caesars or uh, MGM. Ooh, Caesars made me a shit ton of money when they uh when they merged with Eldorado, so we gotta go Caesars. Okay, go Caesars. <laughs> I worked for MGM, so I'm yep. partial that way. That's why I let you pick. All right, cool. All right, so what would be so Super Bowl fifty seven odds? What are you looking at? Um, so you got here's here. I'll give you the favorites. Favorites are the Bills at six plus six hundred, yeah, and Tampa Bay at plus seven fifty, which lines up with what I want for a Super Bowl. Yeah, <laughs> um, obviously not necessarily the best bets because you're not gonna make a ton of money on them. What is your bet for this futures for the Super Bowl that you think is a good value going through them as you look? Okay, so. Besides the top two teams, which are pretty good situations to get in there, um, my dark horse in this whole thing is going to be the Baltimore Ravens at plus 1,800. I like that. I think that's a damn good bet because the, the Ravens have been there, and I think I think Lamar's got a reason to play with a chip on his shoulder. Um, he lost you know, Hollywood Brown, but I think they still got a team that can actually be competitive in the – AFC, because I don't think the AFC is that scary this year. The NFC is scary as hell. Um, but I don't think the AFC is going to be as scary as it was before. Besides Buffalo. Besides Buffalo. Are you kidding me? The entire AFC West is stacked. I I don't believe it yet. Like I don't believe the AFC West hype yet. All right. All right. I, I don't think they've I don't think they've proven enough to me yet to be as well, the Super Bowl winners coming out of the AFC West. I think yeah. they might be beating each other down. And I'm definitely not criticizing the pick. I think it's a good pick. Like, yeah. I really do. I, I just don't agree with necessarily the AFC is as weak as you say. But I would go looking at numbers-wise. Uh, so, safer money to me would be the Chargers. At plus fourteen hundred, that I, that's the has nothing to do with your boy. Uh, no, no it's <laughs> nothing to do with my boy. But but I but they have a call it duck a duck. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it is what it is. However, like the one that caught my eye, that really caught my eye, the Cincinnati Bengals are plus two thousand. Yeah, that's. That's, that's crazy to go to go one, back. Yeah, that's one I would really look at. Like plus two thousand, that's insane for them and here's who were the in the Super Bowl last year, and they got better this year. Well, and that's the thing too. You have the Ravens and the Bengals. It's them for the division, and nobody else. Well, and the Ravens have that's better it. odds than the yep. Bengals do. Yeah, and the Bengals were in the Super Bowl last year. Mm-hmm. But I think. 
I, I think they're saying that the Bengals thing was a one and done type of thing. Like they came from the worst team to do what they did. And I think they're saying that that was kind of a one and done. They just ran, ran fire through the league on the, in through the playoffs. Yeah, that's what they're saying, but we'll see. The team got better. The quarterback's awesome. Jamar Chase is not getting any worse. Like, It'll be an interesting one, but I, I that one caught my eye. That's one that really caught my eye. Now, how about this one? Because these are your boys. You have a $100 bet on them to win the Super Bowl, and you watched them <laughs> stink it up yesterday. <laughs> They're plus 4,000. Oh, that's such a good bet. That's that such a good say, bet. I think I, would, I think I would take it. Like, yeah, because if if they, because it's a homer bet to an extent, but it's plus four thousand, and if you win, you win money and your team wins the Super Bowl. So, oh yeah, it's it's a hell of a day for you, right? Like it's just Jesus just came to you. Where is okay? The Commanders are at plus eight thousand. Here we go. This is what I need. So plus eighteen hundred to make it to the NFC Championship. Oh, okay. Let's go to that. Yeah, because right now I'm just looking at Super Bowl. So, oh, I wish that was more though. That would have been a good. What are they? They're. Wait. What are you looking at? 2022-2023 NFC Championship odds. Oh, NFC Championship odds. So we're looking yep. at the Vikings. Yeah, plus eighteen hundred. Plus eighteen hundred. Yeah. <laughs> you can't make any money on the Buccaneers in this one. No, 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 no. You are you are just like pushing on that. But like they're below Arizona and New Orleans and Philly. That's surprising, man. Especially this, as of last year, like last year we had so many games that were within one score at the end of the game that could have went either way, and who knows what could happen the other way. Like we weren't out of like any of those games. But so that's but you're still saying that the Vikings go to the Super Bowl then? Yeah, it's saying they're going to the Super Bowl, which which also is a great thing because you win a lot of money and your team goes to the Super Bowl, and maybe you can buy tickets off of your bet. <laughs> well, you're warming up to the Commanders earlier tonight. Commanders plus four thousand. There's no way that the the Commanders make it to the NFC Championship. There's no way that the Commanders win the division. What's that odd? Right. NFC. FC plus five hundred. Eagles, Eagles plus one sixty. Dallas plus one forty. I mean, it's Dallas' division to win, and if they get hurt, then it's going to be Philly. I actually think I'd take that plus five hundred. Actually, I think that'd be a good bet because that's yeah. a shit division. Do you believe in Carson Wentz? Yeah, I actually do still. So, what is I might be one of the only people who do? But <laughs> oh, geez. Okay, never mind. Minus 140 Indianapolis Colts to win the AFCF South. I thought that was going to be a good bet because the Colts are going to be good this year with Matt Ryan. Yeah. But but they have a horrible division. Yeah, and there's no point in betting that. So, What's their AFC championship odds? Plus 1,100. Eh. Same as the Ravens. Eh. 
Same as the Bengals. Eh. <laughs> I'm trying to look and comb over this NFC Championship odds and like realistically, I really think I don't like to say it, but damn, the Vikings look good as far as like just a bet reason. Yeah, like for not, sure. Not that I actually maybe think they'll get there. Like, I believe they could, and they have like money making type odds. So, so look at it. Okay, let's let's put this: win the North, win the NFC, and win the Super Bowl parlay <laughs> for the Vikings. Twenty bucks make you buttload of money. <laughs> I know. That's happening, dude. That's mark that down for the first thing I put down in Vegas. I don't know. They get kind of screwy. Can with you do future parlays. future parlays? They get screwy with them. Some places will do them, not all, though. Okay. Well, I know when I was in Wisconsin, they weren't allowing anything. Like, and their odds were horrible. Like, I didn't get the Vikings at four thousand. I know that. Yeah, it's. Definitely not. So, dude, Washington, no, no. Indianapolis isn't a terrible bet to win the Super Bowl, to be honest with you. If you think Matt Ryan can get over the hump. Plus 2,500. That's not bad, yeah. yeah. That is not bad. That might be another bet I put down. And that's I don't know, like as you're looking. I'll at put this, what, I'll like, put the bills so I could break even, <laughs> and huh. then then I'll put the rest of the long shots to see what happens. Oh, I'm going Tampa Bay because I still think I've been sticking with my Super Bowl. <sighs> what a Super Bowl if they played each other and we both had money on it. Oh, that'd be fun. Oh, we will both have money on it. <laughs> yes. We're going to Vegas here in but a like, month. Okay, so. we both have money on it, but like. Just think if both of our teams were in it and they were opposite each other, what a Super Bowl we're going to have. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and by the way, uh, all of our listeners, all 12 of you, shout out Pakistan. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we, as we likely, we promised lots that we're going to be on location on a lot of our stuff. We haven't done that. So we haven't fulfilled that. We absolutely will while we're in Vegas. We yeah, for will. sure. We uh, tried it. We there. tried it. U.S. Bank. It was so loud. Everything echoed. Everything was super loud with the announcers. Like, there's no like actual like quiet time during a football game at all. It's either the game's going on and you want to talk when the game's going on, or else there's somebody doing an announcement on something. Uh, so it was it was tough to do. That 49ers kid seemed to broadcast like whatever the hell he was doing. He was just doing play by play to himself because he thought he was God's gift to football. He was doing it on video, though, so I don't know what the hell he was actually doing. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe he was on Twitch, <laughs> where all the young kids are, all the cool kids are. I have no idea. Hey, speaking but, about betting, um, yeah. do you have anything you want to tell the listeners about betting? Oh, about some possible upcoming ventures? Yeah. I'm, do you have any, do you have any hints on something's going on with you and betting? Yeah, so... Listeners, if they, they want to, uh, if they're interested in betting, um, if you liked the episode with uh, when Jeanette was on, so Jeanette and I are coming out with a podcast. It's actually going to be on YouTube and it's going to be called Bets and Brews and Brett, Bets and Brews Club. And we're going to have uh, actually the Twitter account is out now, it's very fresh. So, um, 
take a look at, but it's not much yet. But it's at Bet and Brews Club. Um, check it out. The the it's going to be recorded soon. We'll be going through odds. We'll be going through and. We're going to have, it's not just going to be football, it's going to be everything. Football, hockey, baseball, um, boxing. Um, so if you liked Jeanette on with uh, all of her gambling insights, uh, she'll be my co-host on Bets and Brews. Yeah, so basically the Norm Green Still Sucks podcast is going to be your appetizer of betting. So you'll get a little bit here, a little bit there. We'll talk maybe a couple football bets. As the season goes on, we'll probably get a little more deeper in football bets, you know, go into other sports and stuff like that. But, like, your main course, your main betting podcast is going to be with Froves over there um, with the Bet and Brews Club. So and you guys definitely should check it out. And you'll definitely get some cross-promotional. Rhodes is definitely going to be on our show, um, just as Janet will be on our show at times. Um, yeah. So – yeah, just branching out. We're getting a, a we're we're expanding the Norm Still Sucks podcast in a way. Yeah. Um, just like just like the Cleveland show did the Family Guy. We got a spin-off episode now. <laughs> yeah, we got a spin-off. So <laughs> that's exactly what it is. Yeah. <laughs> the original still stays, but the spin-off also goes with it. This one will be on video. Um, so it'll be a little interesting. Um I actually Honestly, randomly, funny enough, I got a betting book in the mail just out of nowhere. Like, okay, so did I. I actually got one last week. So I, I think everyone that. got one. I looked yeah, at it. It was like awesome. Yeah, it was like a it was like a bet now or something like that. Yeah, bet US or something. It's bet yeah. US. Yeah, and yeah. Then you could write all the lines in starting lines, <laughs> yeah. current lines. Yeah, so. <laughs> That'll be intricate to uh yeah to yeah the timing plan. of that just to come out is just great and I'm sure it was a mailer that could send out to everybody but like it was just perfect timing that it came out like right now yes absolutely but yeah thank you for pubbing that Rhodes. yeah for sure uh, you guys definitely got to check it out so uh yeah yep. we'll, we'll definitely cross promote and we'll we'll build each other's brand up and uh, the more you get from your side the more I get from my side the more we can share together and we'll go through the moon with this. Oh yeah, we're it's it's definitely a team thing. It's not us splitting up; it's us expanding. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so awesome, really awesome. Thank you for bringing that up, Rhodes. Yeah, for uh, sure. Um, last thing I want to talk about is baseball. Like, and we don't have to go too deep into baseball, but yeah, I want it's to talk not about it's not baseball, baseball season yet. It's not baseball season until October. According so, yeah. to Joe, it's always baseball season. So, well, Joe's a silly guy. So, shout oh, out to Joe. Damn, no, we have another segment after baseball, but let's talk about baseball real quick because it's not real quick baseball because we have one more exciting one to come after. I know that you yeah. talked about the last one. Yep. <laughs> so, baseball, Minnesota Twins, they're as of today because they got their asses kicked. Um, Minnesota Twins baseball is sitting, I believe, two games game and a half. Game, game and a half, half right now. Okay, because yep. it's in play. Guardians, yep. We've lost two. So, your opinion, I'll let you go first. Where the Twins finish this season in the regular season? And if you want to talk about what, if you think they'll make the playoffs and if you think they'll do anything in the playoffs, go. So, I do not see the Twins making the playoffs this year. We have. 
Rangers, a three-game series with Houston, a three-game series with the Giants, three-game series with the Red Sox, White Sox, and finished with the Yankees. And I think we're screwed. Um, I I don't think the Guardians are going to do much better, but they're going to stay ahead of us and we're going to fall behind. And we are not going to make the playoffs this year when we were leading the division for so long. And then the last 10 games, we go five and five and be a normal Minnesota team. So um, all the things that we made, all the moves that we made were for nothing. Um, yeah, I guess we'll look forward to next year. I, I, I have to agree. Um, it's all winning teams. We're playing the rest of the season and all I teams think, that are fighting for playoff spots. I think if we make the playoffs, how it will line up is if we make the playoffs <laughs> and mind you, this is a big if just cause I'm going to play the if game, it'll line up where we're going against the Yankees. Yeah, Yankees or Houston. No, oh, it'll be the Yankees. Just because yeah, for sure. That's how yeah, this and, is going to work. <laughs> yeah, we'll 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 play them the last two games of the season to make the playoffs. We will, for some reason, pull one out of our ass the last game of the season to beat the Yankees to play the Yankees, and we'll get swept again. Yep. Mm-hmm. We how- we have we have watched that movie before. It is in our VCRs. It is set on record, and it is. Um, replaying in our minds. That's exactly what's going to happen if we make the playoffs. I love that you said VCR because... Because <laughs> it's been that long since the Twins have been in the playoffs. And our guy and Pakistan... Our guy yep. Pakistan is loving that reference. He's like, he's like I, it's the meme of, of Thor or of Captain America. I understand that reference. <laughs> We're not making fun of you. Shout out to Pakistan. No, we, for we sure, dude. You. Yeah. yeah, you're awesome. <laughs> <laughs> just don't promise or anything I don't, I don't know why you're listening to us to be honest with not you, cool not cool dude not cool love it love <laughs> that you're listening to us i'm not really sure why you're listening to us but yeah we'll take it hey 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 news not recently but like a long time ago a couple weeks ago is that we uh we bombed the shit out of the number two al-qaeda guy so osama bin laden's uh number two in command uh zarqawi got bombed the shit out of so he's gone we got him so that's cool Pakistan might like that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I don't like know. Actually, hey, whoever's listening to us in Pakistan, if you want to come on the show ever, let yeah, us for know. sure. Just yeah. hit us up on Twitter at Bros, honestly. At we need, we need we to know really where you are and what you you're doing. Yeah, we need to know what got you to find the Norm Green Still Sucks podcast. And um, we are very pro Pakistan because you know you helped us find Ob- Osama bin Laden, and you probably helped us find Zakari also. So. Shout out to you, Pakistan. Let us know where you're at and what you're doing, and we'll we'll get you on the air, hopefully. Not to mention, Pakistani <laughs> women are beautiful, and Rhodes is single, so <laughs> that too. <laughs> <laughs> so just uh, hit us up at J Rhodes Real or at Froves or at Norm Still Sucks uh, on Twitter. Yeah, um, for sure. Rhodes was how you hit us up on Facebook. I don't use Facebook. So it's just the Facebook groups, and it's just uh, Norm Green Still Sucks Podcast. That's the name of the group. So you should be able to just search for it on Facebook groups and find it that way. Join it there and do whatever you want. If you if you Facebook's more your thing than Twitter, uh, we have an Instagram also, which is the same thing as the Twitter, at Norm Sucks Podcast. Um, but it's kind of tough with Instagram because you're posting pictures 
And other than just like posting pictures of like Minnesota sports stuff, it's really, it's really hard to like, I don't know, without, without content that we could put on there. Um, it's just hard to share content through Instagram, but it's there if that's the, if that's the means that you use. So, and on Spotify, you can just go on Spotify and find us. You can leave comments on there. You can leave messages on there. You can leave messages on Anchor FM. Um, whatever you guys want to do to communicate us, we will more than likely get you on the air every single time that you ask a question or anything. So, and this is everyone that's listening to us, not just our Pakistani friend. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, yeah, if if anybody else wants to come on the podcast. Just let us know. Like, we don't care. We'll get anybody on here. We like to get different opinions. We like to get different personalities from different areas, different perspectives. Um, the more we can get, the better we can create the content for you guys. We love having guests. It's so much fun. It's fun to bounce stuff off people. Um, you've you've heard us if you've listened to us. We've had Joe on. We've had uh, gosh, Ashley on. We've also had Jeanette on, obviously. So we've had people on and they're not famous people. Like they're people like us that just love sports and want to talk. So, yeah, exactly. So you don't be afraid to be on it or whatnot because it's just us and face it. Nobody's really listening to us anyway. So you're fine to not be embarrassed. So, yeah. Yeah. All 12 of fans. And if you're one of 12, that means there's only 11 people listening. So, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All, All right. right. Cool. Okay, so final segment. We talked state fair food in the last episode, and as Road Dog said, this is kind of going to be a double episode because we haven't released the last one. But we talked food, new foods at the Minnesota State Fair last week, and we went yes or no on them. Now we're going to do drinks. Ooh, I like this. I like so, where this is going. I'm going to start with you. And especially since I need a beer right now, so I'm going to let you talk. Um, Arctic Moscow Mule Slushy. What do you got? That is a literal and figurative mouthful. Arctic Moscow Mule Slushy. So it's a special edition super craft elixir release. Superior craft ginger beer mixed with zested limes and hard seltzer from cane sugar slushy style i have no idea this sounds delicious but like sounds amazing <laughs> so it's well so here's the thing so it's using hard seltzer instead of vodka for the moscow mule and it's got cane sugar too so it's going to be sweeter than like a normal moscow mule would be like this All reminds right. me of like my creation that i made on my own that i call a reindeer mule oh no it's a moscow reindeer yeah so a moscow reindeer is that i actually Wait, are um, you tokening this? You created this? I created this, yes. Okay, this so are, are, are you willing to give all of our fans your recipe as long as they call it the Moscow Reindeer? Yes, as long as you call this a Moscow Reindeer, you can have this, this great drink at your own house. So what you need to do is you need to do an ounce and a half of peppermint vodka. Then you fill with ginger beer. You put a little bit of cinnamon on it, and you stir with a candy cane. And that is your reindeer mule. And it's delicious. It is delicious. That, the, the candy cane gets me on that one. It's so funny. For sure. It's so great. It's just so dumb to look at. You see, like, this candy cane in your drink. But it's, like, it's, I mean, it's for Christmas. <laughs> 
Why wouldn't you have a candy cane in that? Okay, so on, on this one, yeah, I'm with you. It just sounds awesome. Like, it does sound sweet, though. I think it might be too sweet. So I'm a little hesitant on it. Yeah, I wish I knew, I wish I knew what the hard seltzer was. Right. Like, is it a you hard know? seltzer that doesn't have any sugar in it? Yeah. Like, because they have ones that are very, like, just soda water and alcohol. Yeah. Kinda. Like, yeah. if it's like that, then. Or is it like a super sweet, good. like, truly? Right. Exactly. Yeah. So. This is but the it one, sounds good. This one I'm excited about. So a slushy, slushy ginger beer just sounds good. So yay or nay on this one? Yes. Uh, yeah, I'm a yes on that one too. Okay, um, cool. okay. So now this one, Arnold Palmer, spiked slushy. There's a lot of slushies on this list. I think this is going to be the new thing. Like last year was more, more seltzers, and this year I think it's going to be more slushies. Um. I love Arnold Palmer's. I love slushies. There's no way I would not like this. This is a yes. Yeah, it was the first thing I thought. Like, it's... <laughs> I love Arnold Palmer. I'm good. Regardless. Dude, that's You're going to make an yeah. alcoholic Arnold Palmer. I don't even care if it's slushy or yeah. not. Like, I'm down. <laughs> yeah, because I love the twisted teas. I love those, like, the, the hard hard teas and the hard Arnold Palmer's that they have. I go to Keynes, and I always get an Arnold Palmer instead of just a lemonade. So I get the lemonade with the iced tea, which is really great. And yeah, so yeah, I can't, I can't go wrong with that. You don't learn from my mistakes last time and skip a few of these because they don't necessarily matter. Like the boring ones, I'm gonna kind of skip. But yeah, for sure, there's a lot on this list. It's like there's like 50 new drinks. Yeah, it's yeah, it's a lot. But Bomba Bull Frosé, all day slushy. So Frosé all day with this summer sipper, using Saint Paul. Made gray duck. Shout out Chad Greenway. Yeah. Bama juice seltzer with a fruity fun mix of lemonade, strawberry, and kick of Red Bull oh. served rosé <gasps> slushy. Style. Oh, I'm gonna drink so many of these. I'm gonna have such a headache. I'm gonna have such a like brain freeze on this with all these slushies I'm gonna drink because that sounds amazing. Yeah, with Red Bull. Not, you're not Red Bull love- slushies. You're not gonna love where you have to go though, because kind of pain. Because you have to go only one place. There's only one place that has it, and it's busy. It's so Dino's? Dino's. Yeah, <sighs> Dino's has the beer garden and everything, but it's busy. Yeah, it is. You just have to hit it at the right time. Yeah, but still, oh man, like no, I love I love the Sonic Red Bull slush. I love Bomba Juice, and this is actually like. So the Bomba Juice Seltzer is horrible. Like, I'm going to say that right now. But that's, no offense. What you, that's what it's made with, though. Yeah, correct. But here's the thing. They actually make it into the regular Bomba Juice by adding the lemonade and strawberry to it. Oh, because okay, the, gotcha. the regular seltzer is really bland. Whereas when you actually make the Bomba Juice cocktails, you use the Grey Duck Vodka with lemonade and strawberry. So it's like, it's going to be the same as the Bomba Juice mixed cocktail. So I'm all for this. It's going to be... Yeah, it's going to be awesome. And by the way, all listeners that are maybe in Pakistan, maybe in Texas, maybe in Florida, at our state fair, we do not have liquor. We just have like beer and that type of stuff. Like, yeah, yeah. So they have to kind of do what they can. Yeah. So for some of this stuff, yeah. Uh, Let's see if I want to ask you about this one. Nah, that one's boring. 
Let's try this one. Cherry Berry Chill, just because I like the name. There's no Berry Chill Out with a Red Bull Blue Edition. Which is Another slushy. Another freaking slushy. <laughs> and White Claw Hard Seltzer slushy. Yeah. At O'Gara's. Red Bull Blue and White Claw. Oh, that sounds great. Like, I need to try that one day. Like, I and I'm I'm a degenerate. Like, I love energy drinks, and I love seltzers, and I love all alcohol. But, like, middle of summer, you know, coming up now, Labor Day weekend, being outside, walking around the State Fair with 200,000 other people because it's going to be just insane again this year. Um, but just having that drink in your hand just makes it so worth it. Dude, I'm sorry. Like, as we go through this, I'm like, I'm not really sure we're going to say no to. Like, I'm actually kind of starting to look for one that we'll say no to. Yeah, yeah. Because, like, even the ones like this Chili Pineapple Express Sour, awesome. Well, that was Cajun Chili Lime. I was going to ask. Oh, awesome. Actually, let's talk about this one because this one is. This This is unique. This is one of my favorites on the list. Yeah. So, the Chili Pineapple Express Sour is this bright, refreshing pineapple sour ale. Is rimmed with a light coating of tahini. <laughs> so great. Chili lime. I don't know why we gotta call it chili lime seasoning because we're in Minnesota and people don't know what they don't know what. Is. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Uh, to add an extra layer of complexity to the refreshing summer sipper. But don't worry, it's just Minnesota spicy, which means it's not spicy at all. <laughs> yep. Do a four point eight ABV. So. Ah, that sounds uh, that's actually one of the most exciting ones to me so far, and it's served at many places. It looks like uh, it's gonna be a ballpark. No, it's just ballpark. In no, they just give a really long description of where ballpark is. Yeah, if you don't know where ballpark is, get the hell out. Ballpark. Yeah, exactly. It's where you go. Yep, it's where all the good beers are. Um, I I like this one. I really think that it should be garnished with pineapple, though. I think that'd be sweet. With like the chili lime seasoning on the pineapple. No, oh, that's good. You know, idea. Yes, right? With tahini on the yeah. pineapple. Yeah, yeah I'm down yeah. with that. Mm-hmm. I do so, like that. if anybody from the Minnesota stairs is listening, before just do this, like change it right now. Like, all you need to do is go get some pineapples, <laughs> bring them in, and just put the seasoning on there, put a little garnish of pineapple on it, and you would, it's going to make it on Instagram. It's going to be a lot more popular than you think it is going to be. So, it's going to be popular anyways, but. This will be even better. And I'll take uh, a free one for that idea. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Slushy. Slushy. Yeah, we got to ask about this one, though. Like, fruity, uh, the Coaster's Mango Slushy, it's 8%. Like, that's pretty hard. So Mike's, Mike's hard. Mike's hard is legit. Like, those Mike's hard ones are legit. Like I got completely plastered at WeFest just drinking Mike's hard because they're eight percent. They're just and they just go down quick. So and for that's, our listeners uh, that's that trouble. are in Texas or anywhere outside of here because I'm gonna stop pushing the Pakistan guy so much because he's probably <laughs> gonna have his own YouTube channel after this. Yeah. <laughs> All twelve <laughs> listeners could be pumping him up. <laughs> no uh just oh, god damn it, I forgot exactly what I was gonna say because uh, you did you had a Minnesota reference that was good. Tell we fest. Oh, so yes, We Fest is just a big country festival in Minnesota yep. that like is a huge country festival, but 
it's it's a big it's, party. It's a because everyone everyone camps there and everyone parties there and it's like Lollapalooza except nobody goes home and everyone stays there for three days. Yeah, it's and, like and co- it's and, like the country Coachella. Yeah, yeah, very much so. So being to Coachella and cleaning up after we fest, yeah, it, <laughs> it's definitely country Coachella. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Let's see this cold IPA. I don't really think we need to talk about too much. No, we got to get down this list. How about the cucumber summer? Bright golden, gentle haze, tropical hop aroma and flavor. It packed with refreshing cucumber. This IPA somehow both and hoppy and refreshing and herbal. What? Six point five. All those things. ABV, dude. I gotta try it. I'm a yes on this one. Definitely yes. So you have to be. I have to it's, try this one. It's by Indeed. Like they don't make bad beer. Oh, and it's like I love cucumber. It's like so refreshing. Mm-hmm. So if you can make a beer that's six point five, that's still refreshing. Oh, I gotta yeah. have it. Gotta have it. Because I love cu- cucumber water is how I cure a hang- hangover. So. So yeah, I'm a definite yes on that one. Okay. What is this Electric Express? Have you read through this one yet? Yeah, I don't really. Nothing we need to talk no. about. No. Oh, it's cotton candy in it. I'm gonna say no on it, by the way. But so okay, well, just for our listeners, Electric Impress should be Express. It would make more sense. Empress. Um, yeah, Empress, whatever, who cares? It sucks anyways from what it looks like. It looks like plums, um, cotton candy color, bursting with aroma of ripe plum skins. Eh, not ideal. So no on that one. No. I don't care about cold press. We did have to like get a no in there, though. So like we got another no because I don't care about cold press either. So Yeah. What is this though? Epic Yuzu. <laughs> uh, we're pretty sure we're talking about the beer. Light crisps, tart tasting of exotic. Dude, it doesn't even tell us what it is. It makes me no. want it more. Yeah, it's just like <laughs> it's it's a beer. It's an absolute yes for me. Like, because I it's so curious that makes well, me want it. Like they're it's... they're genius on this description. So here's this thing too, the fair mullet. You've had the cousin, but this IPR is more mullet, more jean jacket, all party. There's perfect guilty pleasure pairing with fried foods, music, people watching, and mullet sightings. Six and a half percent, Big Lake, Minnesota by Lupin. It doesn't even tell you what it is. Yeah, but it's a yes, right? Yep, it's an IPA mullet. I'm all for it. (laughs) Absolute yes. (laughs) Absolute yes. Uh, Green apple caramel sour. What is this so this is actually a sour i'm excited for this one i've looked at this one before so it's not the seltzer which is a seltzer is a given that's has to be number one drink at the fair yep yep it's my favorite yeah but this one's going to be a different take on it now it's actually going to be a sour and i think it's going to be damn sour because it's only four and a half percent and it's 10 ibus so there's going to be no hop in this at all this is going to be one of those ones where like you're pucker gonna pucker for this one this is gonna be like the kirby puckers yeah, that's a yes for me. Mm-hmm. Absolutely yes for me. I and it's great to hanger too, and hanger is pretty sweet to be at too. 
Okay, this one's interesting. I am actually They're slushy. Yeah, but I, I'm interested in it. A is for Apple and this A plus refresher features apple wine and green apple twist. I I don't know if I'll have it, but would I do it? I would say yes. It's gonna be so sweet. It might taste like apple juice almost though. Because it's a wine. Yeah, it could be like a cider. Yeah, it might taste like... Yeah, see, I think Mm. it would have like more of an apple juice taste to it. Yeah. So I actually think it could be good. It's a yes, but will I get it while I'm there? Probably not, so... Okay, listeners, let's just go ahead and tell you, we like alcohol, so... um, (laughs) It's like, we're we're really gonna only gonna have to decide by our wallets to figure out how many of these we're gonna have. So, um, if it was just by flavor, we'd be drinking them all. Let's face it. If they're listening to this podcast, they already know that we like alcohol. So, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I have empties next to me right now. So, uh, all right, this hanger honey—that's what you were talking about. What do you think about that? Hanger honey. It's a melon wheat beer, features a strong aroma of melon and slight wheatly or wheaty sweet crisp highlights. No. No, I'm a no on that one too. Damn, we like the same alcohol, it seems like. Yeah. Cause how about this hard lemonade slushy? It's made by sociable. I have to have it. Yeah, I it's made by sociable. That's it. That's all I need to know. I need to know is the freaking name. Hard lemonade yeah. slushy. That sounds delicious. So yeah. I'm good. Yeah. Lemonade, lemons, lemon zest, and cane sugar. That's they're making lemonade. <laughs> okay, so this is I'm intrigued by the name. So I haven't read through it, but I'm gonna read it out on the air to because this is interesting. The Hawaiian POG BOLO hard seltzer. Inspired by a deliciously sweet Hawaiian libation, this tropical vacation in for your taste buds combines the island flavors of passion fruit, orange, guava into a crushable sunset-colored hard seltzer. Place your seats back, seat backs and trays in the upright position. You're about to go to land a bolo. Five percent. I have a feeling this one's going to look really cool. So do I. Like, it's going to look, like, super cool with the colors that they're going to put in. But I I don't know if I'm going to want to try it. So this is the one that I'm going to throw a yes on. But I'm going to throw a, I might not get it. Yeah. It might be the one that doesn't make the cut. Right. Yeah. But, it, yeah. It sounds good. Like, if Minnesotans are listening, we we do give our stamp. Well, at least I give my stamp approval on. Yeah. Um, trying to like weed out. How many of the next one? No. Tequila Sunrise and a beer. No. Kirby oh. Pucker. I always have to get a Kirby Pucker every every time that they come out with the different Kirby Pucker for the year. I have to try it. Um, this one sounds good, but doesn't sound as good as the previous ones. Do you want to read this one since I've been reading all of them? Kirby Pucker number 34, Preserved Lemon. Batting third is Kirby Pucker, rotation of brews that undergoes a second fermentation with lactobacillus. A collaboration with Moroccan chef Hassan Zayadi, 
This sour hit is juicy, sweet, and mixed with summer goodness of preserved and fresh lemon. There's a lot of lemon going on this year. Brewed in Minneapolis, Minnesota by East Lake Craft Brewery at Ballpark Cafe. It's a yes, obviously, because it's curvy. Yeah. Yeah, but it's just it's it's not as not as good as not as unique as they've had before on other curvy puckers. So maybe, maybe it'll taste good. Yeah, I absolutely it's it'll be fine. It it's something I'll get. Like I I think both of us are definitely a sucker because we both love Kirby Pocket. Yep. Um but yeah, it, it sounds all right. It's kind of whatever. How do you feel about this one though? The lemon resical rasical cream ale? The refreshing and late a sorbet. No. no. Man, I don't know, man. I might give this one a yes. Like, I don't want to necessarily, but lemon popsicle beer and like cream ales. I, I don't know, man. I, it's. I don't know if I'll, I would get it just because you're eating all day and cream ales like take up a lot of space in your belly, but. I, I'm not going to say I would, it's from Indeed, mind you. So, I don't know. I'm going to give it a yes. You pick out the next one on the list, because I know we're looking down the same list. So, <laughs> Okay. Um, I'm going to pass over the Lulu Lunatic. It's by Surly. Surly does good, but it's nothing special. Um... Mango Coaster, nothing special there. Okay. Minnesota Brew Together, Blue Macaroon. Celebrating the best of our state, much like the Minnesota State Fair, this pastry lager is brewed with Pilsner malt, almonds, milk, sugar, marshmallows, vanilla bean, lemon, coconut, and brew spirulina. Is it blue? Oh, yeah. 5.5%, 5.5%, and it is by Modest and Forager. This is interesting. Well, that is that's really a, interesting. That's a lot of flavor. That is a... Okay, almonds, milk sugar, marshmallow, vanilla bean, lemon, coconut, and it's blue. Wait, which one is this again? Minnesota Brew Together, Blue Macaroon. Oh, okay, I see it. Yes, I'm a yes on this. I have to try try it. This is weird. Like, I have no idea what it's going to taste like. Because, like, it's going to be it's going to be sweet. But, like, is it going to be I mean, it it like, is it a s'more? Does it taste like a s'more? Well, it tastes like (laughs) what will the almonds give it? Like, I'm really curious. This one I might have tried. This actually is super yes because and then vanilla bean. Like, is it a coffee? Coconut. This is at ballpark. Ballpark again. Yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah, we're gonna be sitting there for a while. Yeah. Okay, let's go on. That one's amazing. So yes, we can go on. But man, that one is the most mind-boggling that we've seen so far. What the hell is milk sugar? Milk sugar? Milk sugar, yeah. 
I don't know. I wish I, I, knew. I cook and I don't know yeah. what milk sugar is. All right. Well, let's move on. Right, I have one in uh, that I'm seeing right now that I really want to talk about. Because this seems to be the. Uh, I. So put it this way I like the concept because we're in Minnesota. I'm not all that Minnesotan, so I don't do stuff like this. But did you see the olive lager? Are you still looking up milk sugar? <laughs> no, I'm looking. I'm looking at this, but like, so olive infused golden lager to the classic Midwest martini, which is Coors Light and olives, basically. Yeah, like golden olives. Yeah, like. but like, is it literally Coors Light and olives, or are we are we making our own lager for it? No, they must have made their own lager it's for insights. it. Yeah, it's, it'd be insights brewing. Yeah, and it's five percent, which yeah. The, course wouldn't be five percent so no. yeah, it's an interesting one yeah it's funny <laughs> I'll, I'll go with a, a big no on it i hate i hate olives no yeah i'll actually love olives but i'm still going with a big no on it um just that's no you can do better <laughs> it's that giggles um let's see you pick the next one that we review okay i don't like picking all of them <laughs> I don't like that one. Okay, I have to pick this one. Pit Boss. An exclusive State Fair beer collaboration between Bauhaus Brew Labs and Animali's Barbecue. Yes, please. Feast your taste buds on this delicious blonde ale infused with juicy smoked peaches straight off the smoker at Animali's Barbecue. Expect this one to be slightly smoky, massively peachy, and majorly crisp, with a touch of lingering malt sweetness that makes it a perfect pairing for barbecue food. 5% Bauhaus Brew Labs and at RC's Barbecue. So there's no way I could drink all this stuff. <laughs> I know, right? This is these are just the yes. new ones. This these are just the hell. new ones, yes, not the originals. Yeah. Like, still have to get the mini donut beer. Still have to get the dill pickle beer. Still have to get the caramel apple seltzer. Like, we have to go. We have to split days. We have to go there more than once this time. Because this is a hell yes. This pit yes. boss one is a yes. hell yes. Yes, smoked peaches. Oh yeah, and the, you're, and you're gonna have to get the barbecue next to them too. Because let's face it, you're just gonna have to try it with barbecue. Oh, absolutely. Why? Who doesn't mm -hmm. want barbecue? Yeah. Okay. This is boring, but I just want to say the say the tagline because it's Ron Gant was out. I like that tagline. <laughs> it's a good name for <laughs> beer. <laughs> that is a good one. But yeah, it's not a very... It's, I'm going to go on a no, but love the name. So I'll give the name a yes and the beer. Nah, I'm not going to try it. Yeah. But, how about this one? This is actually so Minnesotan. It doesn't get more Minnesotan than this. Strawberry rhubarb cider. I don't need to name the actual, or I don't need to read the description. We know strawberry rhubarb. And it's sociable, yeah, too. And it's yeah. sociable. Oh, it's going to be good. I don't think I'll be able to try it, though. I don't think I'll have room for this one. Yeah, it's not going to be on my list of I have to haves, but it's still a yes for me. Yeah. That's a good one. I like that idea. 
Okay, let's Definitely see what else we got good. here. Uh, another White Claw slushy. White Claw Red Bull slushy. Again, this one has fruit punch. Seriously, guys? Just <laughs> let it go. <laughs> well, dude, it, the, the White Claw is how they bring the alcohol to the state yes, fair. I mean, correct. Uh, it's their it's their like fine line of... It's how they make yeah. the mixed drinks. Yep. Yeah, for sure. So... It, that's it. Doesn't surprise me that they have a ton of that. So, I think that's it for me. I don't see anything else that's standing out. I'm looking. I'll do last one, and this is, it's, I'm not doing it because I think it's necessarily a yes. I'm not, I haven't decided yet, but the Tootsie Hop is pretty interesting. Um, it's a sassy raspberry and chocolate dessert ale at 7.2, um, brewed by Lakes and Legends Brewing Company. So I cannot stand dark beer oh, i cannot see, i can I, see, I, but I don't like the drinking I, a lot of them i can't stand any dessert ales i can't stand the chocolate ales i can't i i just don't it's just not my my, my taste buds like everything else alcohol wise i'm good for but this is the one that i just no i couldn't do it would be too much it'd be too strong for me okay so no for you yeah um i'm gonna go yes but with a preface of it would only be one. It's not a beer I would drink two of. Like, I take it as a taster. Like yeah, just to I, taste it, but I wouldn't I wouldn't be able to drink the whole thing. Because I do like raspberry and chocolate. So like I could do yeah, man, a whole thing might even be a lot, but yeah. I definitely wouldn't one, do more yeah. than one. Like that's the one I'm thing really I liked about Surly. Is that that Surly or not Surly, but uh what was it? Summit. The summit stand that they have at the state fair, you can do flights. So they'll give you four different kinds in flights. And I was like, that's so great because I don't want to drink a whole one. I want to try all the ones that Summit came out with because I love Summit. And I was like, they did like a flight and it was kind of cool too because it came on a um on like a paddle, like a like a little like shot ski type of thing, paddle thing. And it was yeah, it was it was kind of funny. It was yeah. Yeah, no, it's it's more places should I, do that. Be there, like I just think yeah. the the flavor profile sounds cool. Yeah, but yeah, dark beers are they're tough. Like, not necessarily my deal either. Like, it's not something I do too much. My wife would actually love it because she loves mm -hmm. dark beers. But, um, yeah, that's that. That is our beer state fair evaluation. Cool. And I think that is that's it for the episode too. So we got. everybody, yeah, thank you guys for listening. Make sure to tweet us, follow us, like us, comment, questions, questions, concerns, questions, 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 questions. Ask us questions. We love. Yeah, them. yeah. So, uh, yeah, definitely thank you guys for listening, and uh, we will be talking to you next week. Yeah, and always remember, we can be reached at at Froves, at J Roads Real at Norm Still Sucks and. Look forward to the uh, new sister podcast, um, the 
at Bets and Brews Club. So perfect. All right. Thanks, guys. I want to thank everyone for checking out our podcast. Look forward for more episodes. Also find us on Twitter and Instagram at Norm Sucks Podcast. Thank you. Have a good day.